G'day, Beast Smashers. It is Penta El Cochia, and I'm here with El Bear, and we are talking all things Sons of Behemat. We have a new battle tome here. Uh, it's just dropped recently, and um, I want to get a discussion talking about how the Sons book has changed. If, ha if people have no idea why we're dressed up in wrestling masks, it is because of the world's greatest monstrous reaction. Um, I call it WrestleMania. You call it your favorite wrestler move. It could be, I don't know. What but, do you think? I'm thinking uh, like definitely suplex. a suplex. Yeah, it's a it's a suplex. I'm a big Dwayne the Rock Johnson fan, given the people's elbow, given the people's brow. But this is a suplex. You know, it's gonna pick up a good like uh, Archeon and just backslam him right on his dome. Yeah, I I imagine, I mean, I'm a massive wrestling fan, right? And I just think about, like, Brock Lesnar. When I think about a Mega Gargant picking up RKO, Nagash, uh, a Terror Geist, any type of, you know, big beast or more crusher, I'm thinking of that German suplex. I'm thinking about maybe hitting an F5, and maybe that's why there is a minus one to hit penalty against us when we do the Colossal Slam. But we are talking, yes, I, I, I'll get to the chat in a minute. It's very hard to be using your mouse keyboard and um, wrestler's mask. But we're going to talk Sons. It's a brand new book. Um, it recently dropped. Uh, we've had Sons, the original book now, since the back end of, of second edition. So we've kind of had this very limited battle time in the past where we've had, what, four War Scrolls plus some mercenaries, which were really the same thing. But we've got two new units. We've had a improvement to a unit. We've had a brand new modification to the, the mob. We've had some minor tweaks here and there, both in the attack profile. We've had some new abilities. And I wanted to have a discussion with El Bear, the number one ITC ranked Suns player, to start thinking about, how do I think about this new army? How do I think about what's changed? What's had a glow up? What is new? What is different? What maybe should be shelved? And how do we start thinking about making the most of sons but for anyone who doesn't know el bear from re-rolling ones g'day welcome back hey coach what's going on y'all i appreciate you having me back absolute blast to be here and now that we're talking wrestlemania i'm really thinking if anyone out there's a, a sculptor and can put an afro on maybe my next beast smasher i'm looking for like an andre the giant kind of feel maybe to to add to my army i uh i I love wrestling so much. I'm even thinking about kit bashing, like going back to square one and making like a Randy Savage, a Hulk Hogan, maybe a Ric Flair or a Bret Hart, you know, some classic, I obviously get the rock in there, maybe a stone called Steve Austin. I reckon there's so much wrestler inspired. I, I could, I can see myself falling into this trap very easily in 2023, which could be a blessing or a curse. But um, I, I love it. I've already got people in the chat talking about, uh, you know, potentially doing it to uh, Dread Saurian. You could be, you know, Jack's already uh, suplex Kragnos, which is incredible. Without going into much of the wrestling show, <laughs> what's your thoughts, man? We got the new book. You've had it for a... What, sorry, I was just reading the chat for a second. What's yeah. your thoughts on the, on, the, on the new book so far? Like, you know, we've had man. it for about a week, a week and a half. Yeah, I... I absolutely love it. So we're, we're talking about our, you know, obviously everyone's kind of nerding out about the WrestleMania suplex. When we got the book at Rerolling Ones, I called up Jack and Jack's a huge wrestling fan too. So we're just chatting up. We're talking about it. And uh, I'm, I'm reading you know, some of the stuff and he's like, bear, 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 you can suplex guys. Now you, you can suplex Kragnos. And, and we, but we started digging into it and 
Yeah, I've been very, very excited with all of Games Workshop's battle tomes that they put out, that they're thematic. They're, they are really just thinking, like, what should this army be? How do ghosts play like ghosts? And how do giants play like giants? And it's great. Each mega has got you know, that little something, even if it's just a points change, but most of them got something really unique, which is really cool. The two new megas, really cool, really cool models, and they got their own unique little spins on them. And uh, I was just really excited. Uh, I've been chatting with a lot of other Gargant fans about like their favorite parts. Try this, try that. And it's amazing with you know five megas, one being a priest and these artifacts and getting a wizard in there, getting endless spells in there. The combos and the math, just in points, you know, you're not even just math hammering yet, is so neat. And everyone's talking about, like, what do I want to combo? What do I want to get in there? How many babies do I want? So I, I'm loving it. Absolutely love this book. Yeah, it's interesting because um, I remember when the sons, the the original book very first dropped and I was talking to a good mate of mine, uh, a very well-known competitive player in Australia, Clarky. Michael, you know who you are. Um, and I remember Clarky was talking to me because I think I was coming off the time. I was still building my megas and he was kind of trialing them very quickly. And he said to me, he goes, what I want to do with my sons is I want to smash, but the best thing I can do is retreat from combat and just hide in objectives. And I found that was to be very true, right? With Mightia Makes Radia being the number one allegiance. And I always felt that as a sons player, I wanted to be more of a, I wanted to be more of an Iron Jaws player as opposed to a retreat, hold the objective and just try to clutch on Mightia Makes Radia as long as possible. And that kind of went you down the, the route of, you know, uh, healing and and wards and just like how long can i survive on an objective before a mega falls over you you kind of come to this part where you've had like Cronspine, you've had um the kragnos as well to get like that alpha aggressive gargan army and it's always been like this one dimensional type of book it's like you know war stompers didn't really see a lot of play for a long time you went all in on one particular build and one of the things that I've noticed when I've picked up this book and I've seen people discussing this in the, already is people are upset that the army that they ran in the past no longer fits into the play style of today. And that's true of Nurgle. People were upset when the Nurgle speed would disappear and it's like, this is not my army. My, my, my army's not working like how it should be. What I've really found is I really enjoy the book. It's different. It's lost some damage, but it's got some new abilities. And I think it's that type of synergistic opportunity that allows me to explore other parts of the book and compete in different ways. I don't know if you found uh, you agree with that or if you have found anything into that, but I've just found more interplay outside of just movement damage, stand on objective. Yeah, absolutely. I was more of the smashing type of Gargan player. I played Kragnos. I played uh, a trip gatebreaker and two babies with uh, the horror gas here recently did really well at a grand tournament running something like that. And I was the type, just get in there, get past your screens, get into the meat and start smashing. Like I, I want to get in there and tear things up, but I'm still excited. You know, I, my list is now uh, without the horror gas, it's 140 points uh, away from 2000. So obviously that's, that's not something I'm going to run anymore. It's, it's changed. It's different. I'm going to, you know, change it up a little bit. But uh, I've also played those unfortunate games too, 
Um, shout out to Ricky Fisher, really great guy here, amazing painter. Uh, he played a Kragnos Trogs Gits Army, and uh, I made him castle up in the corner for turn one and two. And then at that point, I looked at it and I said, uh, Ricky, I can just run away and I win this game, but I don't want to. Like, I want to roll dice. I want to play this game. I want to, but I also, I can't, I can't just, you know, get in there and, and throw my models away. And uh, so it's, it's exciting. It's engaging. It's, uh, it gives more stuff and less of a joke of, oh, I don't have a hero phase. Let's move on to fighting. Yeah, let's move on to retreating. Let's do this. It's, it's very, um, impactful there's a lot of things that we can combine and try and experiment there's been a lot of us and so the discord's experimenting on tts like what if i combine this and this and it's great i i love it and my my gameplay has changed but my love for you know taking these to a tournament has not I think as well, like, you know, we've got two new models. We've got uh, King Broad, and we'll talk about all this stuff. I'll bring up the War Scrolls, and we'll talk a bit about, like, what we like and what we're thinking. And we've also built a couple of lists for each of the tribes, so we can talk a bit about where our thoughts are, but, right? But, Jonathan, the chat's made a good comment as well. The Stomper tribe is the one that I've always hated because even in second edition, it felt restrictive. In third edition, when we got things like Rally and we got all these other cool commands, you couldn't use them. You just couldn't use them. And it felt so weird that the benefits that I got from the old Stomper tribe never outweighed giving up what I got by going into another tribe. So to to Jonathan's point, I think Stomper tribe is really worth considering. And it's one that I'm looking at exploring outside of my traditional breaker tribe. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to get into it here soon Uh and talk about the tribes, talk about their artifacts and stuff, but they got, they really got some cool things, some cool math behind it, some cool analytics behind them. So that, it's, they're an exciting tribe. Yeah. I'm going to see how long I can hold this mask on for. I had a plan of like <laughs> taking it off, but I'm like, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to, I'm going to get the full experience. Can I stream two hours <laughs> in a wrestling mask? So no, for the record coach messaged me. It was like, Hey, how do you feel? about like a, you know, a, a Mexican Libre mask. Like let's both wear a wrestling mask. And uh, there, you know, I think there's a little apprehension, but me, I'm just a weirdo. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I'm there, wrestling mask. We're gonna look like idiots, can't wait. I had to, I, I, I was gonna put like, I've got, I've got a couple of, I was trying to look for like Randy Savage glasses. Like I was gonna go full wrestler. I'm like, I'll, I'll get my Lucha mask out. I got this from um, CMML when I was down in Mexico watching some awesome wrestling, but We'll get to the wrestling in a second. So first off, you know, let's let's go high level. Mightier makes righty eight. It has made a minor change. So your man crushers are still the same. They count as 10 models on an objective. So if you've got a man crusher mob, they'll count as 30. And we still have a tribe that can uh, modify that number. So if you played the, um, the, the taker tribe, no changes there. But what we have seen a change, and we'll talk a bit about in a minute, is that the Mega Gargant uh, Mightier makes, makes Rightier Value has changed. So instead of it being a flat number for the for the duration of the hero, uh, as it takes damage, that number will reduce. Now, what's your thoughts? Has have you found an impact? What's yeah? What are you? What's your thoughts on the change? So you know this um, this one goes straight to you because I remember we talked about this last time and this was your wants and desires so they heard you but and it's also it's great because it's fair mightier makes rightier it now does bracket but it doesn't horribly bracket 
you know, it, it, I think it, it bottoms out at 12, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and it's just like Kragnos. Kragnos bottomed out, I think, 15, 18, something, something around there. It, he doesn't bottom extremely low, but, but it does bottom out, and it bottoms out at a, you know, I'm, I'm almost bleeding to death kind of point in the bracket, and it, it steps down fairly. So, I was absolutely in favor of this. It made sense. And I don't know how many times I've played people where they say, you know, they're just wailing into this guy. He's got five wounds left and they've got nothing else to throw at him in their turn. I was like, how many, how many models do you count as right now? And, you know, taking playing taker tribe for a bit. I was like, Oh, 30. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Great. Thanks. (laughs) So yeah, that's great. It was a great idea. You asked for it. The community asked for it and it's fair. Yeah, don't blame me on this change, but it was one that needed to happen. And the minute Kragnos came in with a degrading profile, I knew that our time was was coming. Whenever the new book came, that degrading profile was going to be introduced. And um, it had to happen. Like when you, you write, like 20, I think it's 2018, 15, 12. 12 is still pretty fair. Outside of a world of expert conquerors, 12 is still pretty, that's, that's two monsters and a couple of heroes or some troops that need to be on the objective to outscore a mega gargan on its lowest bracket, as well as that, like expert conquerors is not going to be around forever. So should expert conquerors drop off in the upcoming GBH, which at the time of recording could be in two to three months time. It's pretty hard to, pretty hard to handle. Yeah. And, and even when you compare it to other people with, you know, Mike makes right for ogres, they're two, two guys per infantry and and so this is this is fair this absolutely makes sense what what makes me excited about this change is that i don't rock up to the table and my opponent rolls their eyes at me that's that's the key right like you go to a tournament and or you go to somebody doesn't want to play megas because of that mpe experience no different to like the old sentinel so for me Good change. It's made us a little bit weaker. Let's not sugarcoat it. But I think overall, it's a good change. And it's not bad. It's not like, again, 12 is is, is nothing. Um, we got four tribes. So we've got a new tribe. We've got the three tribes we had already. We had Taker. We had Smasher. We had uh, we have Breaker. And we have a new one called um, Smasher. The Smasher tribe. Yeah, Smasher. Yep, Smasher tribe. Whew. Be Smasher. Uh what are your thoughts? Do you think all, f- and we'll get to all, we'll actually get to the rules and all the things um, as we go through the stream, but just high level, what are your thoughts on the four tribes? Four tribes are great. They each have their own unique, cool nuance. They took something from that was inherent to the war scroll that made them unique, put it into the tribe so you can then give it to the babies, which is really cool. I will say, if, if we're talking about wants, hopes, dreams, I think one more tribe for broad. Yes. would be super cool. You're granted, yes. you have to take a name character as a general. You're going to lose a command trait. And you, you pay that tax to have a broad tribe. That would be, that would really just the, the cherry on top of this book for me. It would be super cool if that came out, you know, next time they, they do a, a pass of these guys. Uh, it's a missed opportunity because I was talking to uh, Jonathan, who was in the chat. We're having like a hobby hangout the other day. And I said to him, what if I want to run King Broad with all the man crushes? Yeah. So one of the things, folk, if you're, if you're new to this book, your uh, sub-allegiance, your tribe is determined by your general. 
So if your general is a gatebreaker, it must be the breaker tribe. Or if you want to be the breaker tribe, you must appoint a gatebreaker as your general. And the same is true with Taker into Kraken, Smasher into Beast Smasher, and Stomper into War Stomper. But what if I wanted to have all the man crushes with King Broad being that he is the king? Unfortunately, you can't do that. So that for me is something that I would like to see moving forward. Maybe a White Dwarf update. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. But um, for me, when I looked at the four tribes, I think all four of them are viable. I don't think any of them are bad. I think personally, like the Taker tribe for me is the one that I probably would least use, maybe. Um, taker or Beast. But all four of them are usable depending on how the meta and the types of opponents and the types of GBH. And you said the key word there too is, is meta. You say we get a new battle scroll or we get you know the new GHB and suddenly we're playing Monster Hammer all over again. Oh man. Beast Smasher and his little babies coming in to you know swing their clubs and really gamble on that beast strike. Absolutely. Let me let me yeah. add them. So it this stuff really has play and it has play in the future as the game keeps continuing to change. Yeah, if if we ever go into this infantry style horde meta, Stomper tribe, you know, stonks are up. If we ever go into that monster tribe, uh so that monster kind of meta, boom, smasher tribe stonks are up. If we go into Hero Hammer, like there's just so much utility and it allows you to flex depending on where the game goes, which I absolutely love. The last part that I want to talk about from a Legion's point of view before enhancements is the thing that we're most excited about and while we're wearing, wearing masks <laughs> <laughs> is we have the, um, the three monstrous rampages. So your Mega Gargants have access to three new monstrous rampages. You've got Beast Grapple, uh, Earth Shattering Roar, and Colossal Slam. So high level thoughts. Do you like all three? Where? What are you thinking with this? These are all great. You can't complain about any of these. They're so thematic, so good. Uh, and and it's, it's not game-breaking, but it's game-enhancing. This These things are fun. Um, you want to go through them and talk about how, how cool they are? Yeah, let, all right, let's, let's, yeah, let's go into it. So first you got Beast Grapple, which is you pick an enemy monster within three, roll a dice on a three up. Um, you both, you both strike last. Yeah, this is great. It, it puts you in the strike last category. So, it, you know, it's a little dangerous if it's not your turn that you're, you're Beast Grappling this, but it depends on what kind of support you've got. So it's a strike last, which has had some NPE before. You know, we we did this strike first, strike last war, you know, in, in previous editions and stuff. But this is strike last with a penalty. You strike last too. So it's great. It's fair. It's on a three up. So I, I love it. It gives such a utility to a to an army that. I was struggling to find enough rampages. This is, these are great. Yeah. And that's like when I ran my four mega gargants, you know, let's say two gate breakers, two uh, war stompers for that 2K. There was plenty of times where I'd do, yeah, Titanic Jewel potentially and a stomp or a roar. But there was often that one that I'm like, I don't want to smash to rubble. What else can I do? Yeah. Well, sometimes I'm not hitting a bunch of monsters. So Titanic Jewel was off the table. Or I couldn't stomp on it, whatever, right? Beast Grapple is going to be great, especially if I think about something like maybe like a War Stomper where I could charge them into 
a really big threat, but I don't want to fight them first. Maybe my Mega Gargan is about to die, so I want to strike before it dies. I can I can charge another Mega in or be in combat, Beast Grapple there, still fight with my really good Mega, and then handle that combat later on. I just realized the a terrible mistake of this mask is not having a drink with a straw in front of me. <laughs> take it off. Take it off. <laughs> too, I think. I'm losing my voice already. I think it's the mask. Uh, yeah. Earth shaking raw you've got, which is pick uh, an enemy unit with a wounds characteristic of one or two, and it's within three inches and roll 2d6. If the roll is higher than the, the bravery, basically for every point, uh, one model is going to flee. Um, and the commanding player gets to choose um, what what models flee. This was this is just it's so unique. It's like the the Ravenex Jaws of bravery. Uh, I played a game against uh, Matt Be Beasley the other day. Absolute gentleman. We were trying out these rules, and uh, he had some hobgrots surrounding me, trying to screen me out. You know, bravery four. I was like, which I, I actually rolled a, a, a two and a three on this, trying it earlier in the game. But, you know, then you, you come up with a nice 10 and just six little hobgrots scatter away and get out of your way. Uh, it, it, this is great. This is great to just get some stuff out of your way to get into the meat of an army or get some of these expert conquerors off your point as they're, they're trying to pile on. Yeah, really, really great addition. Yeah, there's a lot of utility with this, whether it's getting more of your attacks into the better targets, um, clearing off extra damage. Um, it's going to help you, especially later in the game as you're, you're taking wounds and less attacks are coming through. There's some good utility there. The last we'll, one... We'll and talk I think, about it. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, we'll talk on. about it later with Terror. Um, but this also forces a, a bravery roll too. All right, there's a lot of talk about if they run away, does that count? the battle shock phase and hopefully the faq will clear that up because this is kind of new territory but as of right now the way we're looking at it you get to send a, a chunk of models away and force a bravery check later on so it's just we might not be swinging as many attacks but we've got ways to just dish out stuff and force those bravery checks later on and you can spread that damage all around you it's such a big model yeah, and, and that's a big call out, right, is that we lost a little bit of damage on the profile and you'll see like Death Grip went from Ren 3 to Ren 2. You know, it's like the flail has gone from like 10 attacks down to 6 attacks. There's a lot of different changes that have happened, but you notice things like Terra, some of the additional monstrous rampages, even the upgrade to the monster, the, uh, the Man Crusher mob with its new stomp ability. Um, you're doing more damage through different areas as opposed to a concentrated spike. Um, by the way, thank you. Thank you, Crane Duelist. Appreciate the other uh, super chat. I imagine that's a sympathy donation for the Lucha Mask. <laughs> speaking, of Lucha, speaking of Lucha and taking people to Suplex City, you have the Colossal Slam. Pick one enemy monster that's not a part of a unit of two or more models. So, you know, things like, what's what's a monster? I was going to think like Alapexes, but Alapexes lost the monster keyword. Storm Drake Guard, perfect example, right? Yeah. So if you're in a unit of, of Storm Drake Guard, you can't take them to Suplex City. But if you're up against any other type of hero monster or even just a generic monster that's not a hero, um, you can, uh, and if you're obviously within half an inch of it, you get to roll a dice. And on a three up, 
you can remove that monster from the battlefield and set it up anywhere wholly within open ground within five inches of this unit. That monster suffers D3 mortal wounds. In addition, you suffer minus one to hit um, in that next combat phase. So I know you've had a couple of chances to have this a go and you you took someone to Suplex City. What, what did you find with Colossal Slam? Because I know a lot of people have raged already about why do I have to be minus one to hit? Yeah, it's it's a sorry, I have microphone issues. Uh, it's so great for the logistics of it that you can pick up something and put it off the objective, or you know, a, a bubble type army that is trying to get their buffs to this massive base wholly within. Take it out of there. You know, somebody screened out your mega. Okay, well, I'm just going to move your monster. Uh, and with with things like redeploy, where you can kind of move yourself around, seeing where your enemy is going to go, things like that, you can really choreograph this and set it up to get people off of things, closer to things, you know, put them in combat with more megas, put them out of combat with a mega that's, you know, limping on his last leg, you know, whatever. You now get to move a monster and and get it where it needs to go unprecedented so cool and unprecedented all right so let's think of some practical uses of colossal slam because we are reducing our attack hit by one right so we get so we already got low attacks and they're quite swingy right so it's a big sacrifice it means that we are using all that attack if we have to or if you're in breaker tribe you're gonna hope for like your uh, fierce loathing to kick in here at the same time as well, if someone roars at you, then you can't use all that attack, right? So there is potentially a big swing if you have the minus one. But if I do Colossal Slam, what's some of the things, right? So you mentioned it already. I could take a monster off an objective. Sorry, on an objective, off an objective. So you can pull yeah. them away if there's open ground. So they're less contesting on that objective. Take them away from uh, mythical terrain. Get them away from their six-up board. Uh, any armies that they're they're bubble buffs kind of thing. Um, even if you're thinking ahead, like, okay, this is my turn. We're going into my opponent's turn. You know, certain spells, even something as simple as, you know, Mythic Shield. It's a holier than 12 inch. You got a monster that's really hard to do. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move him closer to this model to, to go ahead and hit him without the minus one, but I'm also gonna pull him out of your wizard's buff range. Uh, I mean, take him off an objective, you know, or put him wherever is more convenient. Put him in combat. You've got a, a fresh mega that is, you know, standing there wanting to get in combat. You know, just pick him up, sit him right next to that guy. That guy's ready to go. Um, or you just need to protect a mega so that you can heroic recover him or hope broad heals him. Or you just need one more arcane tone spell out of him before he dies whatever you know you you get another turn where he lives because you sack that minus one to hit to get that damage away from that weak guy it, it's great yeah yeah uh, jonathan in the chat's made a really good comment i love this i actually probably wouldn't have connected with this on the spot which is a really good call is you could grab Durthu, pull it out of the teleport area right so uh, yeah, in, in its turn, it's going to teleport, but you could pull it out of the uh, Strike and Fade area 
And all of a sudden now he can't strike and fade and you can punch Durthu in the face and he can't teleport out even in your opponent's turn. That's a great shout. That's a really good shout. Yeah, that's smarter than us. Yeah, we're Gargant players. He's he's big brain in it while we're talking about just suplexing with you know, freaking wrestling masks. But, but you're right. Like you could pull them out of their buff ranges. You can pull them away from the objective. You can pull them out of arcane or mystical terrain or any type of, you know, if there's any buff for faction terrain and things like that, you can pull them out of, out of one combat and put them into combat with another mega gargant. So it's now a two on one situation or man crusher as well. Um, you said something I, I, interesting I, too, putting it in combat, pick up cron spine and put him in his, a, if he's wild, put him into your opponent's army. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I also love uh, re-rolling ones, Jack. I love you, mate. I wish I had you on the channel as well because I know you'd be talking wrestling. You'd be interrupting every five seconds. We'd be talking about AEW and all the great wrestling. Oh, man. I can't, I Did you see his, I his chat message there? A Request a timber from Bear. I think. Go and do it. All right. My, my poor wife is somewhere in this house going to be wondering what's going on. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, cool. All right, I think we all agree. Punching people in the face. And for people who like punching people in the face, stay till the very end. I've got a, something special for you. Uh, something that I've made for myself, but I'm sure everyone else could enjoy uh, if you like to colossal slam, but I don't think you can. I don't think you can colossal slam into deadly and get a one because it's based on movement and things like that. So obviously, in the next turn, yes, but certainly not when you uh, you you actually do the the colossal slam. Overall, three good utilities uh, in the monstrous rampages that you've got in addition to the current one. So you've now got what eight choice, seven choices to choose from. Um, you can't complain there. You got three new command traits and four new artifacts. Now, one thing that they've done is in the past book, they had uh, very specific artifacts and command traits for every tribe. And you were kind of stuck in this bubble, right? So if you wanted, uh, yeah, that's how it was. Now what they've done is they've given us a universal uh, set of command traits. So there are three command traits that any tribe can take. And then in addition, depending on your tribe, there's a couple of extra options. And that's that's also true with your artifacts. When you look at the command traits, you've got three of them. Do you like all three? Are there ones that stand out more than others? I think all three have their place. Monstrously tough. It's an old one. We, we had that before. But it's now, to me, it's more exciting where you have Broad. So you take Broad. He's got 40 wounds. Your general now has 40 wounds. I mean, that's just even more. There's another 10 wounds right there to chew through. You can toss some wards in, add another like 16% of, you know, stuff that you're shoving off. And uh, that it's great. It's great for survival. Uh, Rabble Rouser, I've seen a couple people trying out some different builds where you just make like little speed bunnies out of your gargants. You can give them stuff to run and charge, breaker tribe. You can... You know, charge your babies 3d6. There's stuff. There's all kinds of stuff that adds speed. Uh, you've got broad adding speed with his prayers and stuff. So now we got another plus one to charge, making our charges even easier. I don't think you necessarily need alpha strike, but you can kind of just like push people back into their zone and make them fight their way out. Uh, so this one also great. Uh, and then with the uh, furious temper. 
also I got no, nothing to complain about there. You know, especially you get it on a gate break or something like that, and and you're looking to maybe take your general and make him you know, that first guy to push into an army, and now he also gets to talk, finish at the top of his profile while they're trying to get around him. I mean, these are all really good, really got their own place in in a list. You know, however you want to play it. I think my favorites are Monstrously Tough as number one, Rabble Rouser as second, and then Furious Temper as third. Um, my yeah, Megas, I want them to be around as long as possible, so getting 40 wounds instead of 35 is great. There's an artifact in the Stomper Tribe that can give me a five-up ward when I'm at 25 wounds. We'll talk more about the synergy, right? But the 40 wounds, getting an extra five wounds... Um, allows me to heal back there's so many good things that i can do with that um rabble rouser you'll notice that there's a lot of um abilities to do 3d6 charges on man crushes so if you think about a 3d6 charge uh adding one as well um you could be alpha striking you could be doing long bomb charges you could be threatening lots of parts of the board in the late game where you need to go from one side on the other to get an objective and to you know kill that one or two idiots that are holding an objective there's a lot of good play in rabble rouser for consistency um and yeah furious temper is great but it, it's it's an ability to trigger when i'm almost dying and i don't like that uh but the other one for me would be you've got the art and obviously there's this stuff that comes with the the tribes that we'll get to when we get to tribes and then you've got the artifacts so you've got four artifacts you've got callous uh extra callous feet which improves the almighty stomp which is on every mega except for the uh the the war stomper yeah You've got glowy shield of protection, which is going to reduce the Ren characteristic of one to zero. Um, and you bounce some mortal wounds off. You've got scavenger's wake, which is a once per battle. Um, you do some mortal wounds to a maximum of 10. And then you've got amber bone totem that allows you to uh, run and charge. Yeah, I, I, I this, it's funny. I, there's less options now, but I can't complain about any of these. Uh, some of them, when I on my first read through that I I overlooked, and I was like, okay, cool, move on to the next one. I came back later, and I was like, oh, th there's play for this. There's synergy for this. Uh, extra callous feet. It's great that it's now for everyone. You know, as it left the kind of tribes a little jealous of the uh, Kraken skin sandals last time for Taker Tribe because this is really yeah. good. Um, you know, adding that extra rens characteristic and extra attacks characteristic to your stomp we talked about it earlier you you can kind of play some things around the fact that terror has changed and so this is one of those just splitting your attacks getting damage into you know some chaff some units some stuff like that enough to force that bravery check um really great same thing i was thinking for scavenger wake uh this was the like i was talking about i kind of looked over this at first thinking oh once per battle not my flavor i like things that last the whole game but you know once per battle i get to throw even more uh mortal wounds out like you know in a bubble around me clear some things away from my feet maybe get some things away from me so i can get out of combat and get in get across the field of where i need to be uh really just pull that trigger in a clutch moment force a, a bravery check I, I i really like came back to that and said okay i i really like that one that's one i want to try out uh glowy shield uh, same same thing i i looked at this at first like okay ignore a rend not that exciting but then you start thinking 
this meta right now, we're not seeing as much purple sun. It went up in points and took it away. But we still are seeing a lot of just weight of dice. You know, you you put a ton of uh, range shooting attacks into something. You know, if you, you go for that weight of dice, it, it will turn out for you a lot of the time. And now that weight of dice is, is taking that rend away from that mass shooting, mass attacks, whatever. Um, so... There's definitely some some play there, and it bounces stuff back. The really yeah. like double double the use there. I really like it. It's definitely got a, a place, especially uh, on you put it on just a a mega that's not your general or something, just to kind of keep that weighted dice away from him. And then who can complain about a run and charge? Especially you're already moving ten inches, force of six. 16 and a and a 2d6 charge I and mean, who, who can complain about that that's great yeah i really like the so first off amber bone i love it i think it just has a max a, a mad threat range right because one of the other changes that's happened that we didn't talk about just yet is all the mega gargans went down to a base move of 10. so the old gatebreaker used to be a 12 inch move the uh kraken eater used to be an 11 inch move so you've lost a little bit of speed especially on the gatebreaker but being able to run and charge and use a command point to run six you're doing 16 inch move and you've still got the ability to charge and there's a lot of deployment zones are like you know if we're both deploying on the line there might be an 18 inch gap between us boom you're in combat super easy so um amber tone as a big threat and you'll notice your opponents will not deploy on the line they'll they'll screen away from you as much as possible, which just means objective scoring and reducing damage and going, cool, if I'm one drop, you can go first because you've been scared of me kind of charging you turn one. No problem. A lot of good flex there. Um, damage is great uh, on the on the feet. The glowy shield I really like as well, especially if you think about getting like a mystic shield, finest hour. If you get a really good armor saved um, mega, they can soak up the damage and then bounce off because as you mentioned, people will throw a weight of dice into the mega. And if you're just bouncing mortal wounds off, um, that that's where I really like those artifacts. I'm not a big fan of scavenger wake in the current meta, just because there's a lot of units of like fives and 10. So you get a couple of mortal wounds. Okay. Um, but again, if we ever went into like a, a horde meta, um, people are double reinforcing their battle line. Then we're talking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, you know, things like uh, Daughters of Cain or, you know, Clan Rats or Nighthaunt. Yeah, this 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 would work really well for me. But um, and maybe if you're struggling with Nighthaunt, this is a, a, a one good way to to handle that. Um, yeah. Before we move on. Sorry, go on. Well, I was going to say the only thing, you know, the one thing you're flipping through the book and you're looking for all your favorite things. We lost louder than words. And that was my bread and butter go to command trait every time plus two attacks on my gatebreakers flail to put in my 12 attacks three damage each uh i love that i can 100 with the new synergy i understand why it went away you know it, it's kind of like seeing seeing your your child grow up and leave leave the nest like oh okay that's fair but i'll miss you so yeah all good. i mean we we lost stuff like you'll see when we go to take a tri uh, uh, take a tribe glowy lantern has had a big yeah. change now and there's a lot of other changes that you'll notice and you start looking at your favorite um your favorite tribe shout out to us by the way it's almost 40 minutes now and we've still got our masks on so <laughs> i'm stubborn all... it's a kind of you go first 
kind of things like who's gonna break this is like an iron man match this is like we're gonna see mask versus mask who's going to unmask the first luchador so is this the the lvo look like this is is what we're going for (laughs) don't tempt me with don't threaten me with a good time Jack has asked a really good question before we transition because I didn't talk about it in my uh, in my last video because um, everything with Kragnos hadn't changed since um, it got changed in December or on Warhammer Community made some updates, right? He got the 3D6 charge. He got the 6-up ward save. Um, Craggy is still Craggy. He hasn't changed at all. His points are the same. His uh, abilities are the same. What are your what are your thoughts on Craggy at the moment? I think he's still very much viable. I played Kragnos and Gargans for the majority of this year, and I loved it. It was fun, and the speed, even you know, forget Alpha striking, just the speed. Late game, if Kragnos is still alive, that I can get across the board, it's great. There's still a place for him uh, with this ability to run a charge and 3d6 and stuff you, you just kind of got to pick and choose how you build it i think that there's kind of my feelings on kragnos right now is there are enough things in the meta like some skaven shooting and you know lumineth shooting and different things like that that can isolate kragnos at you know, 720 points and put mortals into him, which he only has a six up ward and 18 health. And you, you can isolate him, burn him down and, and take him out. And then you've lost 700 points and a major portion to your army. Uh, so I, I stopped taking him, but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with him. It's just my own play style. I think he absolutely, especially with the point reduction, the, the baby point reduction going down to 150 and everything. Absolutely. You can still take him. If anyone has just joined the chat, uh, by the way, this is a uh, a nod to Colossal Slam, our new monstrous rampage. Big fans of the wrestling, taking people to Suplex City. Like I said, stay till the end of the show, and I'll show you my little my little game that I'm going to be start playing um, as I start taking these to tournaments. <laughs> For me, Kragnos, the way I look at him is he is a great damage dealer in in our book, especially with the Gatebreaker losing some of its damage. The the flail going from ten attacks down to six. Yes, it's four damage now, not three damage, but you'll see with us with swings of like hitting on four, wounding on threes, even threes and threes, unless you've got a triumph, he'll do less damage than than he did in the past. And if you find that you really need, like Archaeon's about to go supercharge, right? The leaks of Slaves to Darkness have come out, and I imagine Archaeon is going to be very, very popular. And if you need that threat, the Gatebreaker is probably not going to do it. You probably need two Gatebreakers to pull down Archaeon. Or do you take um, a Kragnos who can do a 3d6 charge, can slingshot Mega Gargants, which um, all of your tribes can only do it to Man Crushers. Um, He does mortal wounds to monsters on the charge and can do some very generous ones uh, if you don't roll dice like me. And uh, he also, his mace, his mace is brutal. So if you're looking for that, that absolute damage dealer, Craggy is amazing. But Mm -hmm. as, as Bear said, He's only 18 wounds. So if you've got long range threats, like yesterday I played Daughters of Cain with Marathi and the Bow Snakes, a hero face shooting and then a shooting face shooting doing mortals on sixes, like that'll pull down Kragnos pretty quickly. Yeah. So 
that's our thoughts on Craggy. Uh, there's, there's pros and cons either way. Elevator, we've got Taker Tribe. Taker Tribe's got a couple of things going on. Two abilities. If you are, if you played tr Taker in the past, Taker is still Taker. Taker does um, more models on the objective. So your man crushes count as 15. Your Kraken Eaters count as uh, plus five. So depending on where they are on the damage table, there are two new command traits, two new artifacts. Well, two, two of each. Uh, in addition to those universal ones that we just spoke about. High level, what are you thinking with Taker Tribe? Do you like it? Where does it stand? Just general thoughts. There's a couple things that stand out for me. One is you know, if you're just taking a couple little baby gargans to camp objectives, they've now got five extra models on a point, which you know, I can't complain. The things that I like, I like very acquisitive. Uh, if you're going to do a four mega list, You've now got very acquisitive. So you, there's really interesting combinations you can do there to soup up a Kraken Eater and then take three more Megas, take two bosses of the Stomp. So now two of those three guys are sitting on artifacts as well. There's there's definitely some play there uh, for taking your Kraken Eater and just like really souping him up with artifacts. I do like that. And then I also, this uh, the Walp and Tentacles, and the glowy lantern both definitely some play there uh the wall of tentacle so now you've got two different ways to make stuff fight last you know you've a hero and a monster that you can target and and do fight last uh and this one on a four up you don't have to fight last yourself uh and you could combo those you've got two things in combat a hero and a, a monster you can now like do a whole lot of fight last uh so really, really great. Glowy Lantern. Uh, this has changed, so you're no longer looking at a two-wizard list. But you get to use an Endless Spell, and you get to double its range, which really brings some interesting thoughts into thinking about survivability or damage. You know, take it either way. Send a Jaws, you know, 16 inches, and then another 3d6. Mm. Amazing. Uh, really, like especially with the loss of damage. Now we're putting more damage back in there. 10 inch movement, even, you know, it's, it's not really threatening. You know, if Kyra something steals your endless spell, that type of thing, it's not as big a threat to you. Uh, if it goes wild and your opponent gets to move, it's not as big a threat. It's not going to do as much damage to you. You can toss shards out and it's now doubling the range. So now you're just putting it in somebody's, army early in the game, making them just slow walk to the Gargans that count as 20, 25 models anyway. Uh, putting up the Soul Snare Shackles and putting them nice out in front of you to make people walk around them. Because it, it, it's it's no, no different. People are on a timer to kill and to bracket these models. And so you get things out there like Endless Spells and you get them twice as far away from you slowing people down or you know cutting people off and boxing people out screening people out it's great absolutely great so i like all those are my three favorite parts of this tribe 
couple of quick things that I want to mention. First off, really good comment in the chat, and I think this will be FAQ'd, so don't don't read too much into it. So the Goey Lantern, technically when you look at the core rules, you can't pick an uh, endless spell until you have a wizard in your army. And the glowy lantern doesn't make you a wizard. So technically you're not meant to be able to pick an endless spell before you, so you'd need an arcane tome. Now that I think they'll clarify because that doesn't make sense. They would have this, but not allow you to do it. Seems dumb. But uh, so just wait for the FAQ on that one. Um, I think a couple of things that I'd call out with take a tribe is if I'm going take a tribe, I don't know if I want multiple actual um, uh what are they called? What's his bloody mo Kraken Eater? <laughs> what? I'm like, I'm like, because most of them takers. have like, no, no. That's, I'm like, I'm like, take them. Like, what's their bloody name again? The, no, because like, yeah, like why? <laughs> I don't know if I want to take multiple Kraken Eaters because they're a utility. They've got really good range in shooting. They've got some good shooting attacks. Mm -hmm. Their damage profile is all right, but they're they're a bit of a jack of all trades, master of none, and um. I do like them, don't get me wrong, but I think, you know, if I want damage, I go somewhere else. If I want other things, I go somewhere else. Um, for me, I love extremely in intimidating, being able to shut off inspiring presence and rally um, within six instead of, like, there's just, so there's some good stuff there as well. Like, six inches as a mega gargant base is very generous. Um, what else? Obviously, when I think about the difference between, say, the Taker tribe and the Stomper tribe, um, Take a tribe really rewards you for taking like lots of units of one. While I feel like the War Stomper tribe rewards you for taking the mobs. So if you want to run lots of little ones counting as 15, that's a great way of handling battle tactics that have five, six, seven, eight objectives because you've got a lot of bodies spread across, all counting as 15. So um, they're the couple of things. I don't mind this one. It's not my favorite. Um, the the i want that for me collection is a little bit restrictive um i feel like if i want to get uh, uh yeah i don't know yeah, like I'm, yeah I'm, it's, I'm, it's restrictive uh you know extremely intimidating and then take a glowy lantern get a horror ghast in there so all your megas are shutting off inspiring within three your general shuts off inspiring and rally within six and then horror gas is also shutting it off somewhere that you're not standing for your shooting and is making D, you know, D3 more runaway, it's, I think it could be really disgusting. Yeah, because one thing that you struggle as a, a Mega Gargan player is if you've got a castle and you need to take out a linchpin, let's say, for example, it's the Cruciator in Nighthaunt, or if it's, you know, Little Marathi sitting at the back, you know, casting Mind Razor and rallying and, like, all these things, right? You know, there's, we all got those armies where we need to be able to get into the backfield. At the moment, we rely on throwing rocks at them. That's you know, it's our one and only trick. So being able to get like glowy lantern and getting swords out there, getting um, gnashing, gnashing jaws, getting some of those more offensive builds and getting out there and doubling the range, um, that's one way of handling it. And pulling down some of those five, six wound, like swords will pull, pull, pull down a minor hero pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So cool. Talk try and anything else you'd mention about we take a tribe? No, no, nothing. Uh, not a big complaint thing. I think it's it's good. It's got a place. 
Breaker Tribe has a lot of commonality, so it still has breaking down the house, which is extra damage for the man crushers if there is gar- if if the unit is ungarrisonable or wholly within terrain. Um, you've still got the ram. Oh, you've got a new ability, this ramming speed ability, which uh, is a command ability. So uh, you have to issue the command ability on man crushers, and that until the end of the phase, they get a three d six charge instead of a two d six charge. And they can declare a charge if the enemy is within 18, not 12 of, of an enemy. So you can you can get a Kragnos ability without get, taking Kragnos. Yep. The other thing as well is the Fierce Loathing table is reduced. There used to be six options. There's now only three. Let's be honest. We only really use three, two of them at most yep. anyway. Um, and that is either plus one to hit for all of your gate breakers and your man crushers if they target a hero or wizard. Uh Plus one to hit if you uh, are fighting a command, a, a unit with command models or totem, or you can get plus one to hit against a war machine or monster. So, what's your high level thoughts on Breaker Tribe? It it definitely got clipped a little bit. This was my bread and butter, like this was my jam going into this book. Was I was a Breaker Tribe fan. Um, I don't miss the extra fierce loadings. Ramming speed is really great, you know, to get a guy across the field, you know, go ahead and, and spend that CP, get that guy moving, especially late game when you've lost a couple gargants. So really good. Um, bringing down the house. It's, you know, it, we had that last time. Um, really good to let your opponent know, hey, you, you can stand on that piece of terrain, but it hurts more. Um for the command traits, uh, I'm not as excited about these. I kind of like to go back to just the uh, the, cla- the classic, everyone can take them command traits, take like monstrously tough, extremely bitter. I don't necessarily think I would rather have a second fierce loathing as compared to five wounds um, yeah. in, in this world. So it's, a, it's okay. Um, C's red really not a big fan you know it, it's it's very situational um and then great Rekka, pretty cool i would have really loved it if it was in the last book and i was swinging like 12 times with a flail but also still still good still something uh i'm considering and then king slaughter cow uh, this one actually kind of confused me uh sorry gatebreakers i still love you but i can just give you manticore poison so yeah, not sure why why I would go um, restrict myself further. Yeah, yeah. Look, Breaker Tribe is still one of my favorites. I love Ramming Speed. Uh, Ramming Speed, being able to soak up and unleash hell by throwing a single mega uh, man crusher into into the line. Um, being able to make long range threats, as we've talked about earlier, on you know scoring objectives and. There's already some other little shenanigans when we get to the Man Crusher War Scroll as well, being able to run and charge. Um, there's just so many great things with the ramming speed. Definitely more used for your CP. Idiots with Flags um, is probably my favorite of the Fierce Loathings, just being able to get extra damage. And if I go into a monster, I've always got like Titanic Jewel if I need that plus yeah. one to hit anyway. Um, I probably agree with you on the the gate uh, the Great Wrecker getting some extra attacks and the de- sorry, extra damage through the flail. Um, it does, as I mentioned, the flail went down from 10 attacks to six attacks. So you don't get as many opportunities for the D3, but 
the extra damage is going to be appreciated. And yeah, I thought that both command traits were pretty meh. I, I was not a fan of either. Yep. Still love Breaker Tribe because you can go back to the generic stuff for the book and, and enhance it. Um, and honestly, with the reduction in attacks, I love Gatebreakers. You know, they're probably my favorite. But without Idiots with Flags, I almost feel like they're they're kind of too swingy for me with only six attacks. So the, this, to me, is is really the, the better way to play them, the only way to play them if you want them in your list. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still a great tribe. It's a great tribe. And oh, the, yeah. the, fierce, the Fierce Loathing table can allow you to flex with the meta as well. So if we go into a Hero Hammer, boom, you can go into Bossy Boots and Clever Cogs. If you're in a Horde meta or if you've got a whole bunch of, like, lots of infantry and GVs, yeah, your totems and your command models are great. Uh, by the way, some heroes also have the totem, right? So, you know, that's going to benefit you there anyway. Uh, and then if we happen to go into a monster meta and we go back into something that was like GBH21, then wannabes might actually have a play as well, depending on what type of monster. But you often find monsters are also heroes, so pick your poison. I, I love when you find that one random army where you step up, you meet your opponent, and you're like, by the way, I'm plus one to hit any totems. And they're like, oh, these are all totems. My, my whole yeah. army is totems. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. Like, I think, like, don't quote me on this, you know, internet, but I feel like I, I think there's been times where, like, the Daughters of Cain cauldron might have the chariot, uh, the, the totem keyword, I've, I'm, or maybe I'm just drunk. The, the, um, the avatar. He, he has yeah, there's plenty Eidolon. of things that have like this, these snooky, yeah, like like there's all these little things that have like the sneaky totem keyword that you'd never think about that um, that will give you plus one hit with the uh, with the idiots with flags. So I really yep. like that one. Yeah. Next up is Stomper Tribe. Now this has had a massive glow up. It was trashed here in oh, the old yeah. book. This now is is maybe my second favorite, maybe even challenging for first. I I'm, I'm undecided. I actually really like Stomper Tribe. So in the past, you couldn't use the generic command abilities. Uh, now you can. Um, there's a couple of extra things as well. By the way, your man crushers can now throw rocks uh, all the time. They're not restricted by some stupid rule. That's gone out the window. Uh, a couple of things you need to know with your Stomper Tribe. You have the, uh, the big shout. So basically, you can issue multiple commands. Um, like if you've ever played like, uh, what was it? Gordrak slash the mega boss, or there's a couple of units that can issue multiple commands for one CP. Uh, it has a very similar rule. You've got this chucking of grab those rocks and chuck them, uh, where you get to have plus one attack on the throwing rocks um, as a as a shooting phase command, uh, and that's a D three attack. Is it D three rocks from memory? No, it's the one. So that's um, where it changed. The attack's characteristic is now one. It's D3 uh, damage. Yes, D3 damage, but every baby gets it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of, uh, some good volume out of them. And then finally, you've got get stuck in. So you get to add... Um, now, this is this is a, a meta situational. Uh, you get to add plus one damage uh, for man crushers if they're targeting a unit that has 10 to 19 models. Or you get to add two damage to uh, each successful attack by the man crusher if they're targeting a unit with 20 or more models. So, and then there's two command traits, two extra artifacts. So what's great here is in the old Stomper tribe, the only 
real saving grace was uh, there, there was people, a lot of people use it and stuff, but they were using it on the defensive builds or I'm going to stand here and you have to move me and it had good artifact stuff. But the, the saving grace for a more swingy attack thing was this getting stuck in type thing in the last book. Now, if I don't use it at all, this is still really good. Uh, the Man Crusher Gargans, you know, in a world where GW, I would love to see a Battle of Scrolls soon that gets rid of Cronspine and I can run Baby Gargans, I can now just dish out all out attack to all of my baby gargants and, mm. and let them go in and swing. Uh, grab those rocks and, and chuck them. Awesome. If you need to, you know, throw, try to get a hero out of there or get some screens out of your way. Really great. Getting stuck in. We said meta shifts. We go to a, a horde meta, man, a, all of a sudden the glow up just goes plus one. We're, we're glow up plus one, love and stomper tribe even more. Um, there, the really big one for me is Club of the First Oak. This is just great. So you get a little heal, great heroic recovery, add to it, broad, add to it more, you know, a little bit of heal. But if you have taken 25 wounds, not how much you have left, that doesn't matter. It's how much you've taken. So monstrously tough. You're at you've taken 25 wounds. You have 15 left, and you have a five up board. I saw it. I was reading an article from Plastic Craig. Then it compared that to that is an entire stone horn that you now need to lift. It's 15 wounds, a five up ward, four up save. That's great. Absolutely great, right there. Yep, yeah, and you can see obviously healing throughout the game. You can still do heroic recovery, so getting an extra heal as well to kind of keep the durability down. Um, I really like Mantle of the Destroyer, the other artifact, yep. and we're talking about this before we went on on air. Was giving your sons of Behemoth units a uh, a bravery ten within twelve inches is is amazing. Um, you know, in a, in a meta that might be shutting off inspiring presence, um, you know, you don't want a, a 12 wound man crusher to run away or two. That's a brutal, and then, and then bravery is what, seven, six, like man crusher yeah. bravery is trash. Being able to boost that to a bravery of 10 is incredible. If you do a heroic recovery, having a bravery of 10 is a greater chance of healing three wounds, as opposed to failing it with a, a mega gargant with a bravery of seven. So I think both of the artifact choices are awesome in Stomper. Um, I'm I'm not a big fan of like escapable grip. I think eager for the fight is definitely the better of the command traits. Um, and when you look at it, it's really buffing you around taking uh, man crushers and man crusher mob. Um, I, I love the idea of multiple man crusher mobs and maybe a couple of man crushers, but broad then just brings an extra dimension. We'll talk about it soon, but broad itself and what the priest brings to the table, brings some utility to uh, the stomper tribe. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to just get both these artifacts in a list and get some baby gargans running out there just all over the place. Really have a nice footprint across the, the field. I can't wait to try this one. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, th this is the one that I'm most excited to try. Like, we know what Breaker Tribe does. I think Stomper Tribe is going to be the one that I'm excited to at least give an exploration. The other one that I feel like is a year too late, uh, and maybe you'll change my mind, is the Smasher Tribe. Now, Smasher Tribe is based around the Beast Masher, which is a brand new alternative kit from the um, the Suns. Um, the the upgrade sprue now that's in the new the new box. So King Broad and the Beast Smasher are the two new variants. Now this is very very much focused around um, monsters. So you'll see there are two new abilities. You've got the Bone Crushing Strikes, where if a friendly Man Crusher fights, if it's within three inches of a monster, you basically can do an alternative attack. So instead of doing your um, your massive clubs you reduce that attack to one it can't be modified and it's a 4d6 damage um and it must be against the monster the other one is a command ability that uh obviously your general issues to the man, uh, to the man crushes and until the end of that phase you use the top bracket of the damage table um and until the end of the phase if it's slain it can fight um before being removed from play then there's a couple of other command traits and artifacts I think for me, maybe maybe bears, dogs still barking, but I think when I look at the command trait, I think <sighs> I don't mind the marrow drinker. Seas green is kind of nice getting a, a once per battle four up ward, but it's only for the phase, not the turn. So that kind of makes me a bit eh. Um, and the artifacts are all right. I think the artifacts are all right. But for me overall, I don't see the value just yet in the Smasher tribe. Yeah. This, I think this could be fun. And like you said, it, it's a book too late. You know, if we're still in this big monster meta, it could be a lot of fun. Um, for all of you out there just want to try something new and, and are just playing a game with friends, I think this could be hilarious, you know, coming in and, and uh, you know, dropping three 4D6 baby shots from a mob into an Archeon and just saying, you know, who's king now? I think it can be hilarious. I think it can add a lot of fun. There is, but there's a lot of the stuff in this book too that is that. It's quirky. It's fun. It's destruction. It's a destruction tome, and it's you know high risk, high reward, ridiculous shenanigans, and it's great. And this is one of those for now. Um, I don't really like seas green. I, I think that's that's kind of a miss. You know, getting the four up ward just against mortals, uh, very very situational. Um. The artifacts are, are pretty cool. Um, adding the plus one to hit is is neat, especially if you have if you are able to field a large army. Maybe not, you know, even if I guess even if you're doing four megas, just you know, rolling in and, and adding plus one to hit one time, it's not not too much to complain about. But uh, I, and we said it earlier. If the meta shifts too, if we go back to monster hammer or something, this could be insane. Uh, it. I don't think it is right now, but I think it's a lot of fun right now. I'm really excited with you know, re-rolling ones in the channel to stick my Beast Masher that I'm painting up today on the channel and just having a blast and watching him whiff or just crush things and laughing about it. Yeah, and you know, I, we're talking at this from a very competitive point of view. If you want to build this and you want to run it, I think there's absolutely it's not bad. Like, I think you can definitely run it. I just think at the mo moment with the current meta and where we stand, the incentives aren't necessarily to run monsters. You are seeing more of these elite troops that can be bounty hunters going in trying to kill, you know, GVs and things like that. And we're not 
2021 where the battle tactics were focused around monsters get bonuses here and monsters score more here there was that incentive structure that is just not here right now uh, and we'll get into the we'll get into the the, the war scroll and we can talk a little bit about it but at the moment i'm a little bit underwhelmed at this point in time but uh the the ability to do 46 damage for a man crusher is very cool um and there is a couple of different options yeah that's probably yeah, all i'd these, say these are pretty one. good but i think if you rolled in against like stormcast and with these guys and this tribe i don't think he's swinging at his points really fun really great model uh you know great job gw on this dude it was a great addition but uh he's he's not my competitive choice right now this is what I would summarize, though, in the chat right here. Depends on how many Archeons we see, because the Archeon War Scroll was leaked. Uh, he is OP. He's got more more wounds. He, he shuts off Inspiring Presence within 12 inches. He is definitely more of a threat. And I can see Slaves to Darkness people running lots of Archeons. And you may may struggle to pull down these big bad... So if you need something and the Gatebreaker is not enough, the Beast Smasher might be for you. Yeah, watch Mike. me eat my words where we're heading into LVO and uh, it's an Archeon and Thunder Lizard meta and I'm running four Beast Smashers, you know. Who knows? What? Well, it just shows you, and this is why I'm not I'm not willing to rubbish anything too early because the meta sh changes so quickly that that something right now might not, that might not be valuable can actually become incredibly valued very quickly and we write something off too early, we don't revisit it and actually it could be the tool to respond to the meta right so just keep it in mind yeah one cool. they announced this infantry meta that i'm still waiting to see uh yeah. i i was like oh man stomper tribe here we go we're we're getting some war stompers i need some new models i'm getting my man crushers and bounty hunters out there and it, yeah it can change it can change in a heartbeat What's your thoughts? So we've got two, we've got some grand strategies. We've got some battle tactics um, and we've got two new battalions, technically not new because they were in the white dwarf update, the foot slogger and the bosses of the stomp. You, when you look at the grand strategies, do you think they're achievable? Do you think some are stronger than others? Um, I'm not a massive fan of all of the grand strats. I think there's definitely one, two, maybe three of the four, but I know there's one that I'll probably pick most of the time. Yeah, so I was already a fan of Make the Land Tremble. I've been running that since the, the drop of the new General's Handbook. There's been a lot of talk of Broad's Revenge. Uh, that, you know, is it achievable? How hard is it? Um, it's, re and it's, it's for those gamblers out there because, uh, and we'll see King Broad's War Scroll here in a second. We'll talk about them. You know, you have five turns to land three successful prayers yeah and so how much are you willing to gamble a lot of people chatted up um of maybe taking that i'm still a make the land tremble fan but i also build my list for that i tried to have just a single baby you know 170 point 150 point now i guess tax that is just jogging in place like he's on a treadmill in order to make sure i score those three points yeah, I've tried Make the Land Tremble in the past, and it's normally when I run four Mega Garkins, and I hate it in the end. Because once you're locked in combat, I'm stuck, right? And I think the key is what you just literally said, is you've got to have at least one little baby that might be protecting your backfield or be using uh, in the flank somewhere that you can either be running or charging with that one particular model. Um, 
so if you are building four megas, I think for me on the warpath would probably be my favorite of the builds. I'm going to try Brod's Revenge. Um, now Brod get, does get a bonus bonus to his prayer uh, chanting rolls if he kills a monster. So if you can get yeah. that early kill, it becomes very achievable. But if it, but he has no shooting attack either, so you've got to get Brod you've got to get Brod into combat early. If not, you are playing a bit of a casino role on on Brod's Revenge. So on the Warpath, probably my favorite. Make the land tremble is second, depending on. If I've got those man crushes and and if they're singles, uh, broad revenge, yes, and um, I probably don't like the show them who's boss. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of show them who's boss. Uh, in my style, I'm very skeptical for on the warpath. Can I get into my enemy's territory, especially something like? Um, yeah, there's a there's a there is a battle plan that I'm thinking of. Rumstone Cache, where you have a, a matchbox size territory and it's gonna split. It's gonna send you to some board edge somewhere. And I need to for those last three points, I need to get mm. into that little matchbox, at least put my dip my toes in it. Uh so, and that just that makes me nervous. Um, yeah, I'm a make yeah. the land tremble fan. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I can see that challenge as well. By the way, another cracking uh, point from Jonathan is you could put Brod on mystical terrain, which gives you plus one to your priest chanting role. So absolutely. Um, one of the reasons I'm also high on, on Brod is his ability to be able to interact with priests. So, you know, fire slayers with your cheaty grand strategy of keep your invocation up and you in or daughters of Cain with that heart of fury. I can at least now interact with them, which is um, one of the things I absolutely love with Broad, and Broad will be coming up in a second. Boss of the Stomp Foot Sloggers as battalions are still very good, being able to go unified to lower your drops or get an extra enhancement or get Swift to um, to get an extra ability. Um, depending on how you build them, you could go double Boss Stomp, you can go single Boss Stomp and Foot Slogger. Um, it's a shame that... Foot slogger can't be used with man crusher mobs. It's only single man crushers. So um, that's probably my only downfall with foot slogger, but both are good. Yeah. I assume, uh, assume Bear agrees with me. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. You're on mute, I think. No, I'm. Did I've you completely mute me? lost your audio. Uh, finally, you've got some other battle tactics. Um, you've got five, five, six battle tactics. You, you've got a heap of good battle tactics. Bear, you with me still? Again, can you hear me now? I might check on your own, maybe. Uh, looks like they can hear me. I think Coach lost his own audio. How's that? Sorry, it was my headphones that turned off for some reason. <laughs> that was me. I thought I was going crazy. Man, I didn't touch anything. I will say my face is starting to itch. I think I'm calling it on this mask. We're at an, an hour 15. We're doing well. Sorry. Sorry. My headphones decided to turn off. So that's that's my fault. My apologies there. But you do have six battle tactics you can choose from. How awkward was that? Bear's, Bear's talking and it looks like he's talking. But uh, yeah, appreciate it. No, it was my headphones decided to turn off. No, all good. Yeah, battle tactics. Uh, so you got the original three from the White Dwarf. 
where they're a little situational depending on what you take in your actual army itself. Um, the rest of them really neat. Um, if you are able to accomplish all three of the books, um, monstrous rampages all at the same time, and it says carry out. So we're yeah, coach wins the mass thing. I'm starting to like my eyeball rich and I give up <laughs> and I want caffeine. Uh, so there's a, there's discussion here and I can't believe I'm saying that something as simple as a Gargant book needs an FAQ, but it does. Uh, you need, we need to clarify some of these things. Like, uh, it says carry out these three monstrous rampages. So if I use them and I don't successfully do them, does that count? That's a discussion I'm seeing all over the place right now. Uh, and so definitely looking forward to clarification on that. Um, and then I really like Splat. I think it's hilarious. Um, can I kill a hero with my throwing rocks and stuff? Very risky because you know, heroes get like lookouts or and things like that. So it's risky. It's situational, but it's super fun. And I look forward to making a hero go Splat and laughing and yelling some nonsense. Uh, and then Colossal Violence, um, Titanic Duel. Yeah, same, same thing, just... It's a it's a good one. It's it's thematic and it's it's useful. It's a very useful one that you can turn to without it being broken or unfair or anything like that. Yeah, you just got to watch out for the redeploy. Yeah, that's probably that's probably my you know you set up you know you you specifically say I'm going to charge this this monster, um, and it now has a target on its head, right? So you're redeploying. You're trying to block off uh, a charge, and if you can't. You know, obviously Titanic Jewel is no dice roll. It's just you do it. So as long as you can hit that charge, that is a, a relatively easy one to do. So there's a couple of good ones for me. And we got our, you know, the boss of the stomp. Stayed the same. Still love it. Yeah. Foots Logos, still good. Probably going to see it more because hopefully uh, we're going to start seeing more babies here soon come out in force. Yeah. So overall, good stuff for us. And again, apologies, my phone decided to switch. Like, see what happened. King Broad, brand new War Scroll. It is a unique hero for us. So um, you can't customize him in any way. He is unique. Uh, certainly new to us. 40 wounds, 4 up armor save, bravery 9, movement of 10, just like every other Mega Gargant. There is uh, some interesting weapon profile. So the Almighty Stomp and the Death Grip are relatively the same. It has a unique um, Obelisk of the Torocrania, which is a, a what, four attacks, uh, though it does degrade over time. Hits on threes, wounds on threes, rends to uh, five. A couple of other unique things to him is the Creeper's Rule, which um, in in each uh, uh, sorry at the in each charge phase, the first time this uh, an enemy monster within three inches wants to do a monstrous rampage. Uh, and you can shut off the opponent's monstrous rampage. So um, that's a cool rule. And as I've already mentioned, um, it's a priest, so it has this power of behemoth rule. So uh, chanting value of three, one to the chant, uh, add plus one to the chant if uh, you slay a monster, uh, and you carry that for the rest of the game, and you've got this uh, shatter the mountains, might, might of the earth, and pummel all to dust. So... What's your take on Broad? Broad is 580 points, by the way. So a big points investment. And I've noticed very quickly, he's throwing off a lot of my lists. He's screwing me out. Yes, I saw that too. I wasn't upset by 580 points. 
that did not upset me. He's got he he brought in a lot of the best of kind of things from all of his megas in the kingdom out there. You know, he's got 40 wounds. Great. He's 25 on a point, so same as a Kraken Eater in the Tager tribe. So he's got all these cool things. Uh, it's just the math. The math keeps like just that much throwing off my list where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take broad and now I'm 10 points over where I'm allowed to be. But so what do you get for him? Creepers. Creepers are awesome. Uh, in a world where we now have all these unique monstrous rampages and everything else, creepers are shutting off roar. You know, they're shutting off Titanic duel. They're shutting off all these things that you don't want against you. Awesome. So cool. Such a unique thing to shut down monsters rampages, uh, which haven't been around for that, that long. I really love that. His power of behemoth. Uh, first, I, I goofed this when I was pra uh, practicing with him. You get to pray first and then pick later. So these three things are once per game. But if you fail, you still get to try again. You don't, you don't, it's not a lose it if you, uh, if you fail. So you pray first pick later um really really good there his weapon i'd like him as king of the gargans to be just yeah just a, a little more uh scary in combat five damage is scary minus two rend isn't as scary i could i could go for the king of the gargans the you know uh behemoth's chosen over here wearing the crown i could go for a, a little more oomph in combat, uh, you know, more like gatebreaker size, but he's got great things to him. You got an extra dispel, which great. You know, you if you're taking arcade tome and this dude, I think it's it can be a powerful combo. I would also, you know, hey, the GW out there for flavor, I think he needs to be affected by tribes. If he's not gonna get his own tribe, then his tribe should buff him. You know, he's the king. Let him in the front door and let him get some buffs from that. Um, or at least something. You know, there should there should be like a little caveat on there that says, like, if you have King Broad, he gets plus one to hit idiots with flags and nothing else from this tribe. Um, great well, model, most, super most cool. Of the, most of the tribe stuff affects man crushes anyway. So it's not yeah. like there's it's all like man crusher this, man crusher that. So um, yeah, I, I would love to see more interaction with Broad with the tribes. But while we're talking about Broad, and I guess given that Broad is 580 points and Kragnos is 720, you'll find that it's it's almost impossible to run both at the same time unless you just want to have a couple of man crushes running around that Charami. What's your thoughts on Kragnos versus King Broad? So I think it's uh, apples and oranges. You know, I, I think they're they're going to accomplish two different things. You're not going to shove Broad down somebody's throat like you would Kragnos. You're you know Broad's going to be holding down a point, buffing his dudes, healing his dudes. You know he's going to be doing his thing as the king. And if you get near the king, the king's going to you know not you know, go ahead and drop his obelisk on your face. But completely different things. I wouldn't use them together because they don't synergize. Even you know if they're points, I think it'd be funny. You know if I you know, taking a taking a point from uh, Jeremy V and taking a meme list. If somebody wants to invite me to an invitational uh, to be a chucklehead and do something silly, maybe I'll bring Cragnose Broad and 
some babies. I'll throw a crutch spine in there while I'm at it, and we'll we'll just have fun. Maybe a purple sun, you know, while while we're going at it, and we'll just throw everything weird in there. But I don't see a practical way to combine them. You're looking for two different types of armies. Not from a competitive point of view, I guess is no. the key, right? Again, if you want to run them both, you do you, have fun, um, fill the rest of your army with man crushes, but they do take up a lot of points. And You might not have friends that. after that game either. You know, if you're garage hammering with Kragnos, Broad, and whatever craziness you throw on that list, your friends may not forgive you just by free beer. That's probably a, a friend, you know, friendship ender, but it's it could be fun. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of other things as well, probably to call out that's consistent across the other war scrolls. So uh, Almighty Stomp, Crushing Charge, Death Grip, Long Shanks, uh, Sons of Behemoth, and Terror and Timber are all consistent across most, if not all, of the, the Megas. I think Almighty Stomp might be the only, there's one of them that isn't on the War Stomper. The one that I'd love to really talk to you about is probably Terror. Um, yeah. because you know, we're, we're used to mega gargas doing mortals on the charge. We're used to them not being auto slayed by like the slayer of Kings or, you know, hand of dust. One of the things that I really, that, you know, when I saw it initially, I, I screamed to the heavens. I was so excited. Terra used to cause minus one bravery when you were within six or something of a mega gargan. Now it shuts off inspiring presence within three inches of the mega. Now, we talked earlier about the Taker Tribe. There was that ability to shut off Inspiring Presence and Rally within six. But every Mega, regardless of what tribe you're on, is shutting off Inspiring Presence within three. Thoughts? This was the number one thing when I read the book on our pre-release. And I, this was like the number one thing. I was like, this is great. This is so good. Because I can't begin to explain how many times there's been like, one Hobgrot that survives and holds me in combat or what, whatever, whatever chaff it was, uh, especially like little Slanesh units or whatever. There's that one dude, like, Oh, I'm going to inspire him. Now your gatebreaker's stuck there swinging his 30 some damage into a one wound grot. Take that. Uh, no, you don't get to inspire him. He gets to run away. Uh, but what's funny, uh, Mason Knox from the channel really, Amazing player, better than me, super great at like finding the nuances. Uh, if you look at the Bone Grinder Gargan, because he's Forge World, he is not in here. His terror still says minus one bravery. So, you know, you take a Bone Grinder, he's not that great. You stick him next to a Mega, you now got minus one bravery, and you don't get your inspiring presence, and it's funny. Yeah, I, I would not be recommending that, kids, um, because <laughs> no, 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 because Forge World models are always have a lag on their war scroll, so Absolutely. there might be an there might be an update to the Bone Grinder coming in the future, right? And who knows if it's still going to be legal? Uh, it could get retired and legend for all we know. But if you've got it, have fun. If not, yeah. But yes, there is that combination if you wanted to do it, or you could find some sinister terrain or some other way to yeah. to debuff bravery in addition. Um, yeah, overall, really good options. I think you're bringing some utility to 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 the army, but he's not your main damage dealer. This, that's no. that's what King King Brod is doing. No, he's the king. He is there just to you know, survey his three other buddies that are punching your face in. Yep. 
Uh, you got your Beast Smasher. So your Beast Smasher is the new Mega Gargant. What was your thoughts on the new the Beast Smasher? And you'll notice there it says Almighty Stomp, Crushing Charge, Death Grip. A lot of a lot of the similarities. The the two differences are at the top in the Beast Bash, Beast Breaking Smash Strike. And I'm I'm making up words. Uh, and Behemoth Brawler. Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about either. Almighty Stomp did change, and so did uh, Death Grip. They used to be rerolls of one. Now Almighty Stomp add one to hit. Uh, if you're going against something with three or less wounds on its characteristic, and then Death Grip, if you're putting that into a monster, you get to, uh, for all the D&D nerds, you get to roll damage with advantage for uh, for tossing, tossing nerd stuff out there, which is really cool. So they did change that up a bit, and that's on across all the Megas. This guy is cool. I mean, he, no way around it. He can roll in, and uh, you combine Broad, getting that extra little extra rend in there on the club and then uh, land your you know, all-out attack, Titanic duel, whatever, land a two-up, two-up on his one Beast Smasher thing for 5d6 damage. That's scary. Uh, it's, and it's fun. It's so, so fun to just take that risk. You got to take that gamble, high risk, high reward. And uh, I think he's really cool. He's got a place in armies. I'm painting mine up i'm excited for him I'm excited to use him on the channel and you know i'm even you know excited to maybe take him to some events here soon try him out why not what gets me excited about the beast smasher and like i'm obviously re i'm reserved as well like i think the question is do i take a man crusher mob or a gatebreaker or a beast smasher because they're my three damage dealers around the same points yeah. When I look at Behemoth Brawler uh, being able to issue two monstrous rampages instead of one, I think that could be quite powerful. That could be a raw and a, a Titanic Jewel. That could be a raw and it could be one of the ones that we have, a Colossal Slam or something like that. There's a lot of good options there to take down that that real big beastie, um, uh, which is what I really enjoy. But I, I want your opinion on the Beast Breaking sma a Strike where basically you sacrifice your your club attacks, you turn it into one, um, and if you can land those attacks, it's going to do, what, 5d6 damage. Yeah, I love that. I love the risk. I love the reward. And, you know, there's there's so many things out there, too, that if that just, just going ahead and going, you've got so many things you can use against... A monster now with your monstrous rampage and stuff so i can make him strike last and i can put some other attacks into him from some other places if i'm facing something like archeon whatever see how low i can get him and if that 5d6 is gonna make a difference like you know i get to go first and the strike last in my turn so archeon's going last last like, okay let's see if we can we can put him down you know 5d6 damage let's see what it does and i love it i think it's just so cool uh, and as the meta shifts and changes, because you know you get to hold this book for a while, I think it can do just some really, really cool things. Yeah, I think uh, if you think about the combination of Behemoth Brawler and the Beast Strike, look, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of like a going like going to the casino. It's gonna either whiff and do nothing. I did the maths, and the Man Crusher version of this on four d six, the average is fourteen damage uh, if you land the strike. Now, if you combine Behemoth Brawler and you do, let's say, Roar and Titanic Jewel, so you negate, yeah. uh, so you get plus one to hit and you shut off all that defense, 
you know, that Ren 3, as long as you're not going into somebody who has gone, you know, finest hour, um, you can avoid a lot of that safe stacking, obviously Mystic Shield as well. That Ren 3 could possibly go through and does, what, 17 damage? On, average on 5d6, 17, 18 yeah. would be the average? I would love to to combine this with Broad. So if you, you've got the Beast Smasher, he's got two Monstrous Rampages. So he can suplex and Titanic Duel to offset it. Yeah. Broad's Crawlers get to shut down any Monstrous Rampages coming back at you. And then Broad can just go in there and roar him. Yeah, so you take a D3 damage, getting suplexed into a new combat. You've got a Beast Smasher that is not roared, so he can all out attack, putting him on twos and twos. You're roared. I mean, there's just there's really great things you can do there. The ability to shut off a monstrous rampage while getting two on a mega that you can just sit nearby broad can be really, really awesome if you're facing a strong like army centric or monster monster centric army list. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, it's, um, and anyone, anyone who's heard us to talk, talk about suns in the past, I rarely, if ever run one mega at the same time, it's always power pairs when possible because one doesn't do enough damage. It's not consistent enough. It really needs two or at least one mega and some support from man crushers. Yeah. The only time is if it's a sacrifice, if I need to just get your castle stuck in your territory, or if I need to hold an objective against Skaven cannons or, you know, the high shooting, whatever, I'll stick one dude in range. I'll stick one dude as a threat out there and reserve the rest of my army back out of your range. So I just keep feeding. That's the only time. Everything else, you have a melee army. I'm doubling up. I'm redeploying everything else to line up my two guys to have a buddy fight. And suplex Any, makes that even better now. Yeah. And then this is where the internal synergy starts kicking in. When you kick in broad, you kick in the different types of monstrous rampages, you kick in some of the other things that we've gotten, the the army becomes way more, uh, more ways to play the army rather than just run forward, do damage, or run away and sit on objectives. You know, yeah. there's a lot more interplay through the game and it'll be way more interactive. Um, without getting into too much of the weeds, because a lot of the other ones didn't change too much. You know, there were some minor changes here and there on some of the language, or, you know, there was a Ren drop here and there. Um, anything you'd want to call out on the on the new version of the Kraken Eater? I don't think on his actual War Scroll, I think the this right here, what's big for him is his artifacts and his tribe. That's, that's my real takeaways on this guy. Um, he did go up in damage, so still minus two rend, four damage. You know, no com complaints there. That's still nothing to ignore. That can definitely put a hurt in. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I think he's he's a good good at his points. Pretty decent damage. I think the Taker Tribe has some some good things to back him. Doubling up on artifacts, you can really make him you know a threat. So. He did go up in damage, but he did go down in attacks. So I think the club yeah. used the war club used to be eight attacks. For me, I'm taking the Kraken Eater as my utility, right? I love him mm -hmm. with his shooting attack as well as his damage. I love him being a bearer of arcane tome and being able to do things in the backfield because I don't necessarily want him as my first line of attack. He's usually mm -hmm. usually my second wave or a support. 
Um, but he hasn't changed too much. So like he, he is what he is. He's always done and his points didn't change. So that's reflective of the war scroll, not moving. Yeah. Flame tongue weapon on you know, taking that to a damage five and then giving him what used to be the Kraken scandals, the callous feet, giving him the callous feet for uh, a better stomp. You know, he's definitely uh, no slouch. Yeah, and, you know, call that in the chat here, AT, saying, you know, things like the universal, things like the Vile of the Manticore getting plus one to wound on a chosen weapon is a it, it is a great choice for Endless. And, and this is where things like Bosses of the Stomp getting extra artifacts into your army, you've got great universals in the Vile of the Manticore and Arcane Tome, and you've also got some really good ones in your universal and tribe options. So that... You, you're spot for choice. You are spot yeah. for choice. Artifacts, command traits, and triumph are huge in this type of army where you're taking just a few huge point, huge models. Those artifacts just go so much further than that, you know, five, seven wound hero or, you know, some guy, you know, even, even your, your 10 wound guys, your bigger heroes and stuff. When you got 35 wound guy with this much damage and everything else, artifacts, triumph anything you can do for those little buffs goes a massive way it's something that i it's very it's very counterintuitive for most age of sigma players is you got two thousand points and we want to spend as many of those points as possible but as a suns player i got really comfortable spending nine, 1920 1910 yeah. like 50 is uh, kind of my cap no, I, I'm running lists at 1920. So I'm yeah. like, do I take yeah, an endless yeah. spell? Do I take an endless spell? Or do I guarantee myself a triumph and get plus one to wound or a guaranteed reroll charge? And those plus one to wounds go a long way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And not You've got having that against you. That's huge too, is not giving, you know, a, a Killian King or something like that plus one to wound against you. You know, in a game where you're all about survival more than killing, not giving someone else plus one wound, or, you know, we now have this terror. You can just auto-pass a bravery check without popping Inspiring Presence. So you're shutting that off. You're shutting off a reroll charge. So somebody botches a charge. There's an entire turn. You're just avoiding combat. You're sitting at 35 wounds, happy, healthy, 20 models on a point and they failed that charge and they're not getting it for free. So shutting off an other army's triumph when you are protecting your very few models and your footprint on the field, huge. And there's a lot of armies right now who are playing around with rally and inspiring presence and shutting them off. Right. So we talked a bit about, about Archeon coming out soon. Nighthorn's been doing it. Uh, Daughters of Cain with one of their command traits or artifacts can do it. Um, there's so many different armies that are now playing with inspiring presence that one way that I was looking at in, in some of my armies was going for the triumph to just auto auto pass battle shock. It's not inspiring presence. It's something completely different. So I, I think it's a good call. It's a really good call to shut off from your opponent. Yeah, absolutely. Really, cool. really great. Anything you'd call out with the War Stomper? The War Stomper didn't have too big of a change. The War Stomper is the War Stomper. It yeah. still benefits the most in a Horde meta. Um, it's hurled body changed slightly, but it's mostly is what it is. Yeah, I think the highlight of the Stomper is that he didn't change. You know, where everybody else lost attacks and stuff, the War Stomper 
stayed the same. You know, he wasn't really lifting in his weight class as much last time. Now, you know, he, without changing, because everybody else changed, I think he's very viable. We already said Stomper Tribe is really one to watch out for. And so I think we'll start seeing more of this guy showing up on the field. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and, and and for the price point, his price went down a little bit. It's becoming now, do I take a mob versus do I take a war stomper? So yeah. it's now a very viable question. Uh, the last of the megas is your gatebreaker. So the gatebreaker did lose some attacks. Like the, um, the, the a couple of things did drop a little. Mm -hmm. Went up in damage, went down in number of attacks. Um, the loss of louder than words was 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 rough because you now go down to six attacks and you can't boost that on your general. So that, that does hurt this guy a bit, especially with a four up to hit the best you can do with idiots with flags or any other buffing resource that you have is a three up. So that taking that down to six, it's, it's painful. It's more swingy. Um, it's more likely to whiff the four damage is great. Um, and I, I will truly miss that command trait to take that up another two just to make more of a sure thing of him killing a unit. Um, but some of the things that are cool here, his pulverizing strike uh, did change, or we've now got this uh, thing where you say you roll into Archeon and Archeon's, you know, buffed up like a two up save, ignoring all of your Ren for days. Like, okay, on a four up, I do mortal wounds to you. It gives you an out. You go into Night Haunt and they don't care about your rend. It's like, okay, I'm not even going to bother. On a four up, you take mortals. So it gives you an out. It's kind of fun. It's kind of goofy, but it has play. It has something to, to use. It has situations, you know, going into a Kragnos, going into whatever is on their finest hour with a myth, mystic shield, with a I ignore all your rend, like what, whatever. You know, we've all had those moments in games where you're like, I can't get anything through on this thing. Well, now you can. Now you can just on a four up, let you know, hoping for some Vegas dice, get get some mortals in there. So really cool. It's a it's an interesting ability of of it certainly has value, but when do you use the ability? And I think the two trigger moments for me would be one when I'm on 23 to 29 plus wounds suffered. So when my flail attacks have degraded to four or even three, and I'm yeah. like, I'm not very confident that I'm going to get through attacks through, I might trade that off. I might go, yep, I'm just going to go for a four up and do 46. So 46 turns into 14 mortal wounds statistically, right? Obviously, you can spike up and down. The other part as well is, as you mentioned, someone who's been safe stacked to the nine, all Mystic Shield, Finest Hour, all that defense, you got to pull down this big bad and it's a synergy piece or it's your grand strategy and like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. If, if you're not confident that your render and your damage and your dice are going to help you, um, then, then that's another way. But it probably when I'm, when I'm unwounded, I'm probably not going to use it. Not for a while. Yeah. And then the other thing to smash down, this is interesting. This has brought up some chatter as well. And again, this goes back to this is like a one FAQ explaining what they mean by carry out is going to really help with a couple things in this book. So if you carry out Smash the Rubble and there's debate on does carry out mean success or just the, I spend my monsters rampage to do this thing. 
Uh, mm. Anything within three inches, three, yeah, three inches of the terrain feature um, on a two up two takes two D three mortals. Uh, so that's that's new. That's that's new, cool, um, and something you know to add a little extra damage. Like I said, you, there's a lot of cool things in this book where you can just like you know Oprah Winfrey over here. You take damage and you take damage, and now you get to a bravery check. So mm. just another. Another thing to start adding up, like, okay, here's a little extra damage, you know, that's all just synergizing and coming in to, to you know, force those bravery checks. Great for things like Seraphon or uh, Sylvaneth, who are using faction terrain and garrisoning or being within the terrain cover. It's yep. a, quite a popular piece. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's good, good, good abilities. Um, and then the man crushers probably again a lot of commonality with the old man crusher but some of the things that i want to call out is um the the mob the mob never used to have a unit champion which meant that it needed yeah. to be babysat the whole time now it has a unit champion a bull stomper which is going to be great um so it's going to be a little bit more independent than it used to be uh, it has um a boost in the monstrous rampage so when you use the stomp monstrous rampage you're going to do some extra mortal wounds as well and that's under ooze under me heals now uh, otherwise they're relatively the same it hasn't really changed a lot probably the only thing i would have loved to have seen is like two inch or three inch coherency but otherwise um but otherwise, it's it's relatively consistent. I was like, please give me two inch consistency. Yeah, it's moving these stupid, that. stupid things that are like really long stretched. They're just so annoying. Yeah, once this was released to the public, I I didn't even think of that. It was kind of just a, a brain dump assumption that they would have like some unique coherency. I didn't even look at it. And then once this released to the public, where there's a bunch of us chatting it up and we're like, hey, uh, what's the coherency on babies? And we're, we're looking at us like, oh, it's normal. That's okay. That's silly. Um, but this also removes their liability. Like you were saying, you had to babysit them. Like how devastating if you fail a battle shock at a 12 wound, 170 point in the old points guy, just he's throwing up deuces. He's out. He's like, all right, I'm done. You guys can, can fight this on your own. Well, not even that, like having to reroll a charge all that attack all that defense. It was all babysitting, right? Yep. Um, by the way, the other cool change that's happened that I love, cause I used to do this all the time is keep up where you can run and charge. Um, if you're within 15 inches of a mega. So if you combine that with some of them that do the three D six charge, um, and you can reroll the charge, like you love So you, you can run and charge. Sorry. You're absolutely loving it. Yeah. And then there's a couple things. So let me make sure I get it right. So the stomping charge, um, still works and then the result there was a a stomp as well right when you carry out yeah who's under me heels now so when the bull stomper does the monstrous rampage of stomp on go, a yeah. two yeah on a two plus you're going to do extra mortal wounds so if you've still got your unit of three um men uh, uh men mob you'll be doing uh d3 plus two mortal wounds which is great because the other the unique monstrous rampages for the book are for megas so now you just you know shrug off stomp stomps your your man crusher mob thing, uh, so they take care of the the stomp and they get extra damage for it. So cool, they can't do the unique things, but they've got a boosted stomp. 
So given that we've talked a lot about the boosts on the Man Crusher mob, do you think that there's still value in looking at those solo Man Crushers? That they do need babying. Um, they're 150 points uh, per model. Thoughts thoughts on the Crushers? I love single ones. I love having them because I don't want to waste 450 points minimum on a War Stomper or a mob to just babysit. Yeah, wh wh whatever it is. Do I need, I'm playing the Nexus Path or Nidus Path, sorry, not Nexus, Nidus Path, and I need somebody just to babysit that objective and the Nidus. I don't want 450 points sitting back there. I want 150 points sitting back there. So there's, and when I'm making lists and I'm thinking in a world without crutch spine, how many babies do I want? Well, I, I kind of want one mob and I want singles. I want this guy that can go and just dip his toe in the objective and make you come push him off without wasting 450 points. I want threats that aren't expensive. And so there's a there's an absolutely a place for singles. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, singles are great to be on the flank to kind of get objectives or to stay back and hold objectives. You talked earlier about the grand strategy. That one guy could literally just be running back and forth, just scoring your grand strat um, yeah. throughout the game. Yeah. It could be, a, yep, unleash yeah. hell or just, you know, to charge into something um, before your other people go in or tie someone up or um, there's so much yeah. utility on those solos. And you don't have to worry. Like, if they die... There's no battle shock to deal with. Um, they just go in and they're just like a little missile. Yeah, you just make somebody go around them. You know, a 90-inch base, you put three inches on either side of that. That's something that's not flying. Has to go out and around him or charge him and kill him. You're wasting an entire charge and combat phase just killing my 150 points. Uh, who cares, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's a lot of good value. And I know, you know, like one of the things that I've been having in my Discord is, you know, we've been talking a lot about just like what's changed, how much damage has actually changed in the army. And I thought I'd do a bit of a comparison and you can see on the on the charts here, you know, what does the old War Scroll look like versus the new War Scroll? And in most instances, I've also gone, well, what does it look like with something like All That Attack? And you can start to see that, you know, the damage is comparable. Um, in most cases, the old War Scroll was slightly better, but you're not seeing a huge big difference in in the drop in, in damage profile. Um, obviously, in, in the first one, the Man Crusher mob, I didn't compare all that attack on old versus new, but it's it's a minor reduction. But when I look at this, I don't freak out and go, oh my gosh, I've lost so much power. I think about the utility I've also gained, you know, the bull stomp we talked about, the monstrous rampages we gained, the terror that we've gained, you know, there's a whole bunch of extra things that we've gained, which means that we've dropped a little bit less in power, but we've gained a whole bunch more in utility. So um, what you're looking on screen here is a comparison on the, the damage output uh, based on the armor saves on the full profile, uh, excluding things like charges and, and some of the special abilities. This is just war scroll attack and hit wound stuff. Uh, the war stomper, the gatebreaker. And then for anyone who's curious about the expected damage output, um, I've done something with the gatebreaker versus the uh, the beast smasher to see who is expected to do more damage depending on what you're after. And and you can see the gatebreaker just on profile without ability um, will consistently do more damage across all the armor saves. Now, against a monster, that changes. 
loadouts and pluses to hit and triumphs will change the the numbers, but this should give you at least a starting point. Um, is there anything you want to add to that, Bear? No, I think it, it, I mean, it is laid out perfectly, and it kind of shows you what you can expect. And we've been just you know almost beating a dead horse on. Sure, you lost a little bit of that like solo smashing, but you have gained so much play and synergy and unique things to use and go have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that that's just to kind of give you, especially like if you're starting this army for the first time, it can be quite expensive. So where do you load out and what you want to load out? You know, this will give you a good idea. But I think for me, like when I look at the man crusher mob, um, it certainly has surprised me. Like if I look at some of the damage that it can do, um, with some of the damage reductions in the gatebreaker, the mob, the mob and the price point at the mob starts to become a little bit more attractive, but it doesn't have terror. So yeah, you, you do what you want to do with these numbers. We could do a whole show purely on numbers. Okay. So let's, let's, let's do some quick discussions on lists. because we'll be here forever. If we talk about all the detail in the list. So you and I both wrote, wrote a couple of lists. Uh, you took two, I took two tribes. Um, you started off with the taker tribe. So this is an example of uh, one of the lists that you would run or what's your thinking here with how your taker tribe comes to play? Yeah, this one was just get as much like artifacts out there, you know, ways to get a little extra buff, little nudge. And this is kind of my, in a world where Cronspine can eat a baby and level up, um, do I want four um, megas? And I started with the Taker tribe. I like I said, I love I like Taker. I, I like I'm not feeling Smash right now in the current meta, but I still like all the tribes. Um, and this was just this very acquisitive gets me the extra callous feet. So I'm getting you know some extra chaff and infantry and stuff away from my feet. And uh the wallop and tentacle is allowing me to get in there and you know pick out and isolate heroes so that I can make them strike last broads buffing them to and he's got the heels got the prayers got all that stuff going out the shield of protection is uh, giving me you know getting rid of that rend and the amber bone totem so I at least have one guy that's kind of up on his toes running all across the field you know anytime I need to shift from one side of the field to the other, I've got one guy that can can run those errands for me. So, yeah, it's cool. And you know, if somebody was like, "I want to reduce my drops," and they don't care too much about the artifacts, you could always do yeah. Boss of the Stomp Unified, and this would be a two-drop list. So, um, yeah. there's a lot of flexibility. And look, you know, we're not here to say this is the this is the list to run. So, don't you know? This is just an example. You could always swap out your your war stomper to babies. Baby, uh, a mob is worth four fifty as well. So you could easily interchange yeah. that if you need more bodies or if you don't own war stompers. Um, you can one a lot of wounds too. No, you can't. Why wouldn't you? Oh yeah, of course. Bosses are stomping. Yeah, I'm, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Well, King, King broad counts. And for, we, what we didn't say either. Uh, look at the end of the book. King Broad is battle line, which is great. 
the reason I said it is because I'm so used to uh, boss of the stomp being two megas. I forgot yeah. you could do. Yeah. I, I forgot you could do four. It's just like it's automatic. It's just double yeah. boss of the stomp because the extra artifact. But yes, you could absolutely go one drop. Yes, I just completely forgot about. I've never seen anyone go. Just getting extra oh, artifacts, yeah. especially two extra artifacts, is so good. Um, yeah. it's, so, it's so good on your megas. You need something, whether it is arcane tome, whether it is something from the, the sub faction. Yeah. Mana core um, poison. Know. Yeah, pick pick your your choice. There's so many good options, and I I tossed two that caught my attention, and we've we've touched on. There's a lot that we really like, so pick your flavor and and toss them in here. Hell, you could you could um, drop one of the war stompers and add crutch spine. You could you could. you got enough yeah. you got enough points there, and you'd guarantee yourself a triumph as well. So, um, next up, uh, was this yours or was this mine? Beast the the Smasher tribe. I think this is yours. This might be mine. Uh, yeah, so I went with this one. So Beast Smasher, Monstrously Tough, and Mantle of Tusks and Horns, giving that extra bravery. This might this might be a combo of ours. This is like a combo of stuff that we both said that we like. Because I also like this one without the mantle, but instead with the Club of the First Oak, uh, making... Oh, this is the Beast Smasher. Never mind. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so Monstrously Tough, getting a little extra on him. Scavenger Wake on the Gatebreaker. Gatebreaker is your damage dealer. Uh, and so this is, like I said, just another way to clear things that are trying to lock you in combat. You get that one time, like if a, you know, a 20 pack of zombies or something comes up on you, you get to be able just to clear it away from your feet, get back out of combat and get into something that you actually care about taking off the board. And then we've got a man crusher mob. This is the way to pair up with the beast masher. So you've got three dudes, three attacks going in uh, for 46 damage each if you're going up against a monster, which can be really devastating and taking out somebody's monster like that, especially if they got like a high point one, your babies are coming in and taking it out. And then I like to break it down into three man crushers solo. This way, same thing, like paying that tax. They're your errand boys. They're capping objectives. They're stealing objectives. They're babysitting things. They're screening, they're speed bumping, they're absorbing unleash hell. You know, it. I don't want to waste 450 points on an unleash hell or as a screen, whatever. These things are your your sacrifice, your errand boys, whatever have you. And you could wrap those three um, man crushes into the foot slogger battalion to reduce those drops down to three, or get yourself a free uh, forward to victory. Sure. Um, so. So, so that that's obviously the option. Or if you want to reduce your drops even more, obviously you could make this into another mob and and before. So uh, again, uh, just just sharing a couple of ideas on on how people can build their lists. Um, next up is one that I made, um, and we've kind of talked a lot about the Breaker Tribe. I'm I'm a big fan of Breaker Tribe, as is most people. Um, it is with flags, probably the one that you'll get most utility out of. Um, most units have a command model. Um, very few units actually have don't have a command model, so you'll always be getting your plus one to hit. Um, you're monstrously tough getting the extra extra five wounds to make that gate breaker. Um, Forty wounds is going to be invaluable. And the great record doing more damage on the flail attack. Um, I love the threat, um, and nothing is scarier to your opponent by hearing uh, a gargant can run and charge. So getting a second gatebreaker who could be the first wave to actually crush an opponent, and if you get the choice of who's going first, you could 
hit your opponent in turn one before they got their buffs up and um, really pin them in their backfield, uh, do some serious damage and, um, and you know, swing the momentum very early. So that's definitely an option. King Broad, I think the utility value, you've got your first wave of your gate breakers going up and maybe even a wave two if you want to like just throw them up you know as you go and king broad and the two man crushers can kind of be sitting in the mid to the backfield either getting involved where they need to using some of the prayers um you know the man crushes challenging objectives and obviously making life hard but um it's funny this list is actually the first one that i practiced with and tried when i was trying out the new book because my last list was three gate breakers two babies and an endless spell so I, I tried this out, uh, except I added Jaws to it, taking up another 60 points, and uh, really great, really fun list. Um, having those babies has kind of been valuable to you know, do, the, do the baby thing, and then broad buffing the gate breakers was a whole lot of fun. Really recommend this list. Uh, Jonathan mentioning in the chat, and look, it might have been a system limitation. I was trying to m do the list last night. It's saying that the Man Crusher mobs can go into Footslogger because of the keyword of the battalion. Um, I'd have to relook at the wording and the language. I know when I was trying to build my list, it wasn't letting me go in. So it might just be a system limitation as opposed to a battalion limitation. So yeah, you can swap that too and just put them in Bounty Hunters. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing as well. Yeah. 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 Depends on what you want them to kind of go into, but yeah, yeah bounty hunters, whew, that would hurt. Um, and then finally, the other list I had made was the Stomper Tribe, which um, was very interesting because I don't really traditionally like Stomper Tribe, yet here I am very excited to run two War Stompers, a bunch of mob, and a solo. Now, again, you could run, uh, you could break this up into having lots of um, lots of small, small uh, babies as opposed to the mobs. But really what I'm trying to do is have an offensive power, which is that War Stomper with the Arcane Tome flaming weapon, being able to cast Mystic Shield and things like that. But also having um, the, the Mantle of the Destroyer giving those Man Crushers a uh, bravery of 10 while they're within 12 inches. So really reducing the threat of like Inspiring Presence and shutting off idiots running and stuff like that. Being able to heal up the other War Stomper pretty easily with bravery of 10. Um, but also really maximizing the command ability. So being Stomper Tribe, I can issue the command multiple times with only spending one CP. And I can really maximize that value through the man crushes because I'm getting three models as opposed to one. So, uh, and plus obviously yeah. the thing like the stomp and that. Yeah, mathematically this works out so well because you get that one single baby to pay your tax and then now you've got the mobs that are we're showing are really good damage dealers. Uh, you've got your general that we talked earlier, either toss out the 10 bravery or go for the uh, club of the first oak. So make him even you know, beefier, harder to take down as he's buffing all those man crushers. Cause he's, he's key too, to where he can toss out, you know, a, an all out attack, all defense, whatever you want to seven models in this list. So keeping him nice and and uh, and beefy and alive is just really great. So yeah, this is another just really really great list that I think we'll see here soon. Yeah, and the War Stomper with the Arcane Tome flaming weapon is you notice that the damage of a War Stomper is not close to the Gatebreaker. 
But the problem with the Gatebreaker is the Gatebreaker gets no synergies in the Stomper Tribe. So yeah. giving it Flaming Weapon does bridge the gap between the damage output and, um, and yeah, like you'll, you'll find value in the War Stomper with that Flaming Weapon. Um, and if we ever go into a Horde meta or we go with like multiple like GVs, um, he just does so much more damage. And that War Stomper too, you know, think about a three-pack mob with a mystic shield and then all a defense so now a four up with 12 wounds per guy so you got 36 wounds they're 30 models on an objective they don't bracket on a four up all a defense them ignoring one rend that's hard to move that's really hard to move and then you know you you've got you know they're put them at a bravery 10 and, and everything else like really hard to get them off a point yeah, the, I love I love having arcane tome. I know it's a universal. It's not as sexy as the uh, the battle like the the, the book uh, artifacts, but having that plus one um, save uh, outside of like finest hour and um, all that defense because I usually want to burn all that attack first. Uh, or if I'm roared at, I can't obviously do that. Uh, it's just another piece of utility that I want in my list. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if they're not if they don't need babysitting anymore does that mean they're the teenagers no teen <laughs> teenagers need to be, be real yeah they need to be babysat even more um so that's just a couple that's just a couple of ideas that we've kind of come up with but by no means is it the only way of um of running sons i think you do you if you want to run whatever you want to run i think there's a lot of versatility and excitement within the book i'm i'm genuinely excited from a list building point of view in the past i kind of was tunnel vision i'm like these are the models i want to run the end now there's so much opportunity and to kind of close things off and i, I shared at the, the top of the show that i have something that i'm going to start doing and feel free to join me if you want to join me and that is the sons of behemoth wrestlemania bingo card where i want to start colossal slamming some of the biggest points value and the biggest damage monsters out there in the mortal realms so this is my bingo card i'm going to start if you if we play and you have one of these models, I am going to Colossal Slam you and take you to Suplex City. Um, there was a couple of I had to miss, but, like, obviously the box can only be so big, but if I can start Bellacore and, like, Marathi and Bellacore and Vermin Lord and Krondus and, like, that's just – that's just Yeah, I kind of want to go for a diagonal, like Teclas, Glotkin, Alarial, right? Those three right there. Oh, yeah, perfect. Like, there's, there's no – Better way to make people angry than just a suplex Alarial. Uh, I want a suplex Scarbrand. I want a suplex. Like yeah. I, I think the I think the my holy grail would be suplex Teclas. If I can suplex Teclas, Teclas, that's just like cream. I think so. Jack and I were talking about this too, where we want to see it. Where like you suplex a Gargant, and then that Gargant suplexes the other one, and we're just like going all the way across the table suplexing each other you know now we're not even on the objective we're just sitting on like the board edge like idiots but this is like some connie's this, this is great stuff. too because this is like the the purple sun or for me the wargog i took a, a, a bone splitters list to a gt and i was just keeping track of everything the wargog wargogged you know it is a laser beamed him so this is one too is like now i've got it like a you know just start tacking off like how what models out there in the world that i've suplexed and just keep track like oh i need to play you because i haven't suplexed a keeper of secrets yet so we got a grudge match you know 
I'll post this in Discord. So if people want to actually print this out or whatever, feel free. Um, I'll post it on Discord. A um, couple of quick questions. Finally, um, Triple Herbal's asking, uh, it should be Triple H, by the way, wrestling. Um, does this affect non-Gargant uh, non SOB lists? So no. The um, In fact, the Beast Smasher, you've gained a new uh, Mega Gargant. So there are mercenary versions if you want to bring them in. Um, no real change. Yes, there were some War Scroll changes, but the way you do it all is the same. Yeah. yeah the same thing, you just can't take Broad. Broad is a, a War Master for Gargants only. Um, everybody else, you know, it's, it, you can still continue to do their thing, be mercenaries. I love it. Bushy Baby's already said he's he's uh, suplexed uh, Cronspine and Marathi already. So I want to see who 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 suplexes what, and and I want to see photos of, of suplexes. <laughs> Any final closing comments that you'd make about this book? Um, again, like um, there are some things we've lost. I get it, um, but I'm genuinely excited about the book. Um, do I think they're going to be overpowered and oppressive and going five and zero, oh and you know you just you shut off your opponent? No. It's going to take you to some time to play around with it. It's going to take some some practice. Um, there are some good things in here. You've lost some things. So I would I would say to people, take a fresh look at the book. Don't grab your old list and try to put it into the new book. Look at it with fresh eyes and try to look at the best combinations for you. Yeah, I I think we we've said it a few times. Enjoy the synergy. Enjoy the fun enjoy all of the new artifacts and monstrous rampages and battle tactics. It's fun. It's unique. I think it's still got great power to it. It's different. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go erase a unit with one gate breaker, but maybe two. And so it, you know, it's changing your play style a little bit, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And those, those guys out there, you know, guys like, you know, Timber down in, in SoCal and other Gargant players that are just having a blast playing these things. I think it's going to be even more fun, more excitement, more goofiness. And it's just going to be so great when a Gatebreaker rolls in and does 46 mortals or that one guy that brought a Beast Smasher to a GT who turns and him and his babies take down an Archeon with their Beast Smashing clubs and it's going to be a lot of fun and still competitive. We've talked about a lot of ways you can keep competitive with this, a lot of different builds, a lot of different things we want to try, we want to experiment, and they're all viable, they're all fun, and and it's going to do really well, I think. Yeah, while we've highlighted a lot of the fun, I also need to highlight they are competitive. Yes. They're not going to be at the bottom with Cruel Boys and Gits. They are they they are going to be your average three and two army and a good player who practices, who reads the mission well, who understands their opponent, is going to be able to go four and one and five and zero. Oh. I have no doubt in my mind that five and O's oh can happen with this book. It's just that the average person picking it up is not going to burr themselves up the table and go five and zero. Oh. It's going to take practice, and that's where we we want battle tomes to be. Every yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy to say it out loud, but. You're going to need to practice with this book. You're going to need to work on your resource management and your actual movement and placement and everything else. And, and foresight is going to be key. There's going to be a lot of, you know, actual tactical futuristic thinking in the way you play and lining yourself up for the next turn and, and not sticking your neck out there. That's going to exist. You, know, you can't just run and smash. You can't just stand and hold you're 
you're going to have to start combining a lot of these different things. And even, you know, the people that have been out there creating lists with five megas that are all so mathematically different in their points and their actual damage value and how they synergize in and out of a tribe and the babies and singles and mobs and all this stuff. There's enough stuff in such a small book that mathematically it's going to be very, it's going to take some trial and error. And But they are competitive. They're definitely got a play for four and one and they've got a place to swing for five and oh but you're not gonna 3d print four models show up and go five and oh and then yep. there's jeremy hawk he's right on my toes right now uh going for for top gargant and you know, i look forward to seeing what him and chris Schelling and some of these other guys are going to do with this book and I've, I've heard a lot of them talking and i think it's gonna be really cool yeah, I'll be talking to Jeremy a lot on Discord. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that I've been trying to say to to people who are working through this book is stop fixating on the damage that you lost. Yes, the death grip is no longer Ren 3. Yes, you've lost some flail attacks and some, you know, different club attacks. There's some damage that has been reduced. We get it. But there is so much utility. And if you want to be the damage dealer that just runs forward and just swings then maybe it's time to pick up Iron Jaws. I'm not trying to stop you from playing this game, but the but the army's changed a little bit and there's some abilities that you need to start working out and you will see overall, you'll probably do a lot more damage through things like, you know, the, the terror and some of the other, you know, the artifacts we've talked about that on paper, we're not Iron Jaws. We're not uh, Ogres. We're our own new army. Yeah, yeah you might have to think more in terms of profiling a a hero or a monster instead of just erasing him you know it's sounds, it's, it's different yeah it sounds like there was a colossal slam that just happened in the back so i'm gonna yes, let you go i think it's way. dinner time bear i think it's dinner time for you and i that sounds like the beasts of the mortal realms are grumbling and uh, <laughs> the great moor is asking for sacrifice but if people want to see more of you bear you are uh, one of the members of Rerolling Ones. Yeah. So go check out Rerolling Ones. Go see how Bear plays his list and starts stomping around and start asking for him to suplex. If you don't see suplexes and he runs Gargants, then you need to keep on his ass. But is there anything you want to say? Any shout-outs? Yeah, we've, we've got Gargants coming up here soon. Uh, I owe the amazing uh, Jack Ballard a game with my Gargants. It's coming up here soon. You should see it. On our channel, please. It's it's so cliche. Same thing here with Coach. Like, subscribe, give comments, give shouts. It helps us so much. Uh, Coach's channel because he's amazing, and we all love and respect what he does for this community. Come over, visit us. Love to see you guys. Love to see you guys out at tournaments. Coach and I are both going to be chilling it, throwing back some beers at LVO this year. So really can't wait to see you guys out there. I will close on this co closing comment is, you know, Triple Herb's asking or saying, if you're all pleased with this book, I feel a bit better about the Ogre book. Now, we've said we've lost a few things. And I think the way I've tried to look at this is the way I try to look at every book. The book is the book. Regardless of what you lost and what you've gained, it is what it is. You either on the bus and we're going to work out a way to make the most of the book or you're off the bus and you go find something else because you're unhappy of a playstyle change. So if you like Nurgle and you love the fast Nurgle, well, Nurgle's not fast anymore. So you're either on the bus and you work away of building new lists, or you're off the bus and you go play Slanesh. That, that's how I look at this. That's how I look at this book. It's like things have changed. You're either going to play Sons, you're going to have an absolute ball, or it's not for you anymore. Put them on the shelf for a little bit and 
wait for an update on a battle tome or a white dwarf or something that's maybe more to your style yeah absolutely but go have fun <sighs> there's so much fun there's so much fun i can't wait to play king broad i mean he's almost he's almost done i'm gonna start playing with him soon mine's all painted finish up my beast smasher and we're gonna go have a have a great time with him so all right well let's go have a great time with our families thank you everyone who joined the live stream thank you for everyone who watched it on the replay let me know in the comment section genuinely um what you're thinking is there some synergies that we didn't really talk about a lot or are there ways that you're thinking about building your list we're all learning together um please let me know in the comment section and continue the conversation in discord the link is below um again we have a whole list tech conversation purely for suns so if you want to talk about suns or if you don't know where to start or if you're trying to look at what combinations might work best come talk because we all kind of what's the what's the saying high tide lifts all boats and we as sons can go out and smash the mortal realms there thank you everyone who joined thank you uh it's time to i don't know go stomp go colossal slam uh, thank you brother take care y'all yeah thanks for hanging around until the end i hope you enjoyed that video and you walked away with a few new ideas if you did i would love it if you press like on the video as well as left me a comment to let me know what your thoughts are the conversation will continue over on Discord, and the link is down below in the video description. I want to give a massive shout out as well to the AOS Coach Patreons and YouTube members who are going in and the funds are supporting the channel and the growth that you're seeing here. So cheers, you're all bloody legends. And until next time, don't roll a one on a redeploy.